Okay. Uh, and I don't know if you get into those, but like mm. the alien conspiracy documentaries are the best because what they're calling experts for those are so funny. And they, I'll even say it, they look kind of funny, you know, it, it's, it's, you know, and you know, it's, it's, it's like the area 51 and the, mm-hmm. it's, everyone's always like reported, no one ever saw it and it's, <laughs> no one was ever there. It's like a friend of a friend saw it's it. It's always secondhand information. Yeah. We couldn't get that friend though. Cause he was busy. So right. I'm just going to talk to you. Cause mm-hmm. I talked to him about it when he and I were having mm-hmm. breakfast. And mm-hmm. so now we did this documentary. They're more entertaining than anything. Mm-hmm. But I do. I admittedly, I dig the Bigfoot ones because I really want that to be real, even though I'm sure it's not. Oh yeah, I, I like I, those too. I really, really do. I love the Bigfoot mm-hmm. ones. They're great. I like the Bigfoot ones. I like the Loch Ness monster ones. Yeah, yeah just, those are great. Those so are the classics. Exactly. It's interesting. I love it's it. It's like classic movies or classic uh, or classic uh, you know, music and movies. It's just it's it's kind of like classic bullshit. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. you know the Loch Ness monster. When I was younger, I don't know mm-hmm. how old you are, but like. I mean, that was a thing. Mm-hmm. You know, before the internet, we're like, you know, we're just getting secondhand, right? You know, the, these discussions. I'm like, oh my god, is this really happening? It turns out, no, it's definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> but it's Which, fun to think about. So. Oh, it's super <laughs> fun to think about. And like the same thing, exactly. like the the best footage for like the Bigfoot stuff was mm-hmm. like that Patterson footage from like 1978. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. when you find out the background on that, you're like, oh god, there's no way that's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, you know, a person can dream. Exactly. You know. So uh, on a more realistic note, <laughs> thanks again for coming in. I do appreciate it. So guest today, Brian Siggers. So you you are, I always thank the guests for coming because I'm like, I know you have a busy schedule. You actually have, a, like I say that there's some people who aren't busy, but you actually have a lot going on. I mean, you're essentially, it seems like you're holding at least two positions right now. Because you're on the the environmental, you're the director on the environmental, and if I get the the the, mm-hmm. uh, the positions wrong, please correct me. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, but you're uh, the director on the Ohio Environmental Organization, Ohio Environmental Council. Yep, mm-hmm. Council. Yes, yep. Mm-hmm. and then you're also the president of the uh, the the Black Democratic. Again, I'm sorry. You're all good. Yeah, young black Democrats. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yep. I thought. They were, okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. That mm-hmm. is in itself. Uh, you know, I think even especially nowadays, just seems like. Just so, so much of an undertaking, yeah. both of them, because, mm-hmm. you know, climate, voting, mm-hmm. and I've really gotten into recently, I think, kind of more local government and local, mm-hmm. the, the way some of those work, just because it's it's far more interesting, because I do think I'm one of those people that not has become jaded, but the national discussions are, are much more difficult to talk about. So first, mm-hmm. with each one of these, like, how did you... Like, like, what directed you to get into this? Like, like, what's your background? Where, where, where you? Are you from the area? Yeah, it is, and it's actually so. It's a kind of a funny story. So, well, I'm, um, I'm from uh, Cleveland. I uh, went to Shaker Heights High School. Okay. Um. So, when I was younger, uh, my mom ran for judge for Cleveland Municipal Court. Okay. And so, when she was running for judge, um, you know, she would always, she and my dad, you know, campaigning all the time. So, you know, I would. I'd have to go with them to ward club meetings. I'd have to go, you know, door knocking and do the whole nine yards. And like, you know, again, I'm like, I think I was like maybe eight or nine. So I hated it so much. It was like the worst thing ever because I just wanted to play uh, Madden and or yeah. I just want to play Madden and do kid <laughs> stuff. And then like my dad's like, well, you know, we, my, your mom and I have to go to this war club. We have to go to this Democratic, uh, you know, uh, meeting. So you got to come with us. And I would just be, I have no idea what's going on. I'm like, this is 
the worst thing ever. I will never get involved in politics. I cannot stand this. My dad was like, well, when you're older, you'll appreciate this and you'll you'll really come to respect it. And I'm like, sure, no. Because again, like I always tell Courtney, you know, when you're eight, you know more than your parents. So I was like, I, yeah. obviously. So yeah. I'm like, no. I'm not I never grew out of that, by the way. <laughs> and my dad was stupid successful. He was mm-hmm. a defense attorney. And I was like, no, you're wrong. Oh, wow, nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's an attorney too, yeah. Oh, nice. Oh, really? Oh, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Sorry, Courtney's also in the uh, the room with us, so she's mm-hmm. not mic'd up. But we'll probably make several references to her, because we've already done it twice. <laughs> but thank you for coming, too. Of course. Yeah. So, you know, like um, my mom, ultimately, she won. So she's currently a judge for Cleveland Municipal Court. And then um, after I graduated from Shaker, I went to Ohio University and then ended up, you know, somehow majoring in political science. And then after I uh, majored in political science, I was like, well, at some point, I think I want to go to law school, but I want to work first. So I'm like, well, and I, so I graduated in uh, 2016. And I was like, what am I going to do until the, uh, until then? So I was like, you know, applying for, I don't know, what do I do with the political science degree? So I was, you know, I reached out to the Ohio Democratic Party. Um, didn't think anything was going to come of it because I was like, well, I don't really have much experience there besides, you know, helping my mom when I was like 10. Um, so uh, I didn't think anything was going to come from it, but they connected me with the Hillary Clinton campaign. Okay. And um, I ended up getting hired on as a campaign staffer for Hillary Clinton, uh, organizing uh, some suburbs in um, eastern Cuyahoga County. So um, after I, you know, that after that election, uh, which was, you know, that was a really grueling period. Like we were really working like, you know, we, we wanted to make sure, you know, we were going to elect the first, you know, woman president in our lifetime. So, you know, I mean, and I'm sorry, which, which, which because I, I know she ran twice. So which, oh, I'm sorry. It's 2016. 2016. Gotcha. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. 2016. So um, we worked hard. Um, unfortunately, we didn't get the, um, you know, the result that we wanted. And to add insult to injury, uh, election day was my birthday that year. So, yeah, so it was, (laughs) so I turned 24 and then, um, it was like, congratulations, you lost. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I was like, but on that campaign, um, trail, um, let me backtrack just a little bit, uh, you know, the organization, uh, you know, some of the stuff that we're doing, we want to uh, partner with a lot of existing political organizations throughout Cuyahoga County, throughout Northeast Ohio. So, um, you know, some of the uh, upper staff, they said, hey, there's an organization called the Northeast Ohio Young Black Democrats, an affinity group of the, uh, Cuyahoga County Democratic Party. Let's, you know, let's, let's go meet with them. Let's go talk with them. And I'm like, oh, sure. So they're like, can you go to their meeting and introduce yourself and see how we can collaborate on some projects with the campaign and offer our resources to help get Hillary Clinton elected, Secretary Clinton elected? I'm like, sure, I can do that. So I met with then-President uh, Gabrielle Jackson, and um, I promised her that I would become a member um, and, you know, participate in everything like that even after the uh, race was over. So um, after the uh, election was over, I kind of like was like, okay, I think I need to take a break from politics because I'm just – this is sad. I'm just. That's taxing. <laughs> yeah, that was. Ta- That's taxing to watch. Yeah, it was. Yeah. You know, I mean, to, mm-hmm. to be kind of like on the, you know, boots on the ground, whoever we to call it, and mm-hmm. that involved in that. Mm-hmm. That's that is. I mean, psychologically taxing. I mean, it I think really even is. just people watching, like myself, just mm-hmm. on the sidelines, were like, "This is so much to take in." So I can't imagine what oh, it's yeah. like for you. Yeah, it was because t- yeah, like I mean, because a lot of people they don't. Uh, they don't know what all goes into, especially like a national campaign, you no, know? No so, knows, no. you know, when you like are actually, like you said, the boots on the ground and you're working the national campaign, you're like you're working like, you know, 60, 70 hours some week, you know, uh, phone banking, door knocking, uh, speaking at this event, speaking at this event, uh, you know, going to these trainings, going to, you know, uh, all these different things. You're eat, sleeping and breathing, you know, um, you know, politics and like this campaign. You know, and then see all of your hard work just seemed to be for naught because you lost. It was like, man, like I just needed a break. But um, 
few months later at the uh, election, uh, uh, Gabrielle Jackson reached out to me again. She said, hey, you know, I know we're all upset about what happened, but, you know, um, you know, we, we, we can still come back from this. There's still, you know, we have to prepare for, you know, midterms. We have to prepare for, you know, what's going to happen in 2020. So, you know, let's look forward and just, you know, figure out how we can become more organized next time. And we would love for you to take on a bigger role with the young black Democrats. And I was like, sure. What would you like me to do? And we're, it was a growing organization. We're still a growing organization, but it was a, you know, so at that time, you know, she was like, you know, we're at, we actually need someone to come on and be treasurer. So I was like, okay, well, I can, I'll, I'll, I'll fill that void and I'll be treasurer. So I was treasurer for a couple of years. And then, um, the, uh, uh, president, uh, our president, Gabby, she said she, um, in 2019, she, uh, called me and said, Hey, I'm moving to Massachusetts. Um, so I have to step down. So I just wanted to ask if you had any interest in running for president. And I said, absolutely not. Um, I did not want to be like, cause I saw, um, you know, all the work that she had to do because that's a lot of work and it's volunteer, you know? Well, you, that's a, and mm -hmm. that's one of those things that I think on the outside looking in, it looks cool. But if you're kind of in your spot, mm -hmm. you're looking at that, like, wow, I do not want that job. No, exactly. like that just looks like, again, it, it's, it sounds amazing. Mm -hmm. It does. It really, really does. Mm -hmm. But you're just like, but also it's like, you know, there's the. There's the 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 role, the the title, the you know the kind of you know kind of where you want to be, but then there's also the what is this going to do to me mm -hmm. on a day to day, week to week, month to month exactly. basis? Because I almost view like like what you're describing as almost like a professional athlete. Because mm -hmm. so like everything you know, so the you talk about the election too, it doesn't mm -hmm. go your way, but. It's not like you're like, all right, well, we'll just gear up again in 2020. No, it's like a couple months and you're right yeah. back. Yeah. Like, it's almost like you have a very, very short off season uh -huh. and then you're right back to training for the next one, even though it's three and a half years away. Exactly. Yeah. Because time really does fly. Because when you think about it, I mean, like, I don't know, at least for me, it still feels like, you know, Biden was, President Biden was elected like recently, but like we're in midterm. So they're going to start, you know, I thought it was like five months ago. Ex I, right? I really don't. It feels like it was so yeah. recent, but like next year, you're going to start seeing people declare for the presidency Yeah, that they're running for the presidency. So it's like, I mean, like we're back at it already. And it's just, so it's, it really does fly. But yeah, I was like, no, I'm not doing that. Cause you know, my, I was already working. So, you know, working, that's my nine to five. I consider like, you know, now being president, everything like that, my five to nine, you yeah. know, cause it's a lot of, it's a lot of work. So, you know, um, but I was talking to some of my friends and everything like that. They're like, hey, this could be a great opportunity. And I think that, you know, if you don't do it, I mean, like, I think you end up regretting it. So I was like, okay, fine. You know, so I told her that I would run for the presidency. And then you know, no one else actually uh, opposed me at that time. So um, I was elected uh, unanimously and I've served in that role ever since. So that's how I ended up getting You could have told me that was just a landslide victory. I wouldn't have known. That. <laughs> yeah, like, just take the win. There, there, was, there, was, there, were, there were 10 candidates, and I just I, I won yeah. 80% of the vote. They were all much more experienced. Exactly. They were, they were just, you know, but you know what? Mm -hmm. And I just I won just off, you know, my yeah. smile. Exactly. My smile, <laughs> yeah. authenticity. Like, you know, yeah. it was just, yeah. Like, it was, yeah. Trust me. My <laughs> listeners would not know. <laughs> <that>. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> But so that's yeah. great. Mm -hmm. I do. I, I that that's a mm -hmm. so if I'm doing the math and you're in the 30 range right now, I'll be 30 next month. Hey, mm -hmm. on election day again. <laughs> really? Yeah. On Mine's November the 24th. 8th. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. A lot happens in November. Mm -hmm. <laughs> some oh, good, yeah. some bad, and it really varies. Yes. Yeah, it's, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Well, that's great. I, I do. Uh, I. I, I like the, the the selection of grabbing, I think, younger people, because mm -hmm. I, I do think younger people, I think that's the biggest 
obstacle right now. I okay. think a lot of people, younger people, are involved socially on the social media side, but mm-hmm. not with what you're doing. Mm-hmm. I think it's a. I think that's where it always kind of falls short. I mean, it's mm-hmm. always the, the 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 smallest voting demographic. Mm-hmm. Democratically, on the Democratic side, yeah. it's usually yeah. it's the most vocal, but sometimes the lowest turnout. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I obviously just needs to change. It, it it's a. You know, uh, you know, we we tried doing this. Me and a, a bunch of friends that we tried doing like for the last election. Just not even a vote for a certain way. It was just a vote. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think in Ohio specifically, like I found this insane stat that I had to make sure it was true before I posted it. But it was mm-hmm. something like ninety three percent of the uh, presidential elections go the way that Ohio votes. Yep. It, which is a it's yep. a staggering stat. I had to look it up mm-hmm. and multiple to kind of confirm it. And I'm like, vote Ohio. I mean, that, that's such a big thing. And still, <clears throat> sometimes you just don't get that turnout. So mm-hmm. with, with what you're doing, obviously, you're, you're dealing with, you know, younger people, older people. You're out there, like you say. Like, what is the biggest obstacle for that? Because mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of, yeah, for sure, yeah, for sure. But mm-hmm. how do you get them to get that, ex- that, that extra step to actually go into the booth? And you know, and that's so one. That's a really great question. And really quickly, I do want to say, by the way, that stat is accurate. Um, no yeah, Republican. Well, I posted already. Oh yeah, so we're, we're, we're long past that now. But uh, that no, stat me, is accurate. Me, me and some friends, like yeah. they got to like mm-hmm. me and uh, like it was me first. It was me and Andre Knott from uh, from oh, the Cleveland Indians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I've known him since fourth grade. Oh like, wow, we grew okay. Up together. Yeah. Oh yeah, cool guy. So okay. yeah, and then started grabbing different mm-hmm. businesses, different like you know musicians, mm-hmm. comics people in the area, different mm-hmm. content creators, and we were just trying to getting everyone to kind of post mm-hmm. things like that simultaneously. Again, we're not trying to push anyone a certain way. Exactly. But we were I was like, just vote. Just vote. At least participate. And you I know? found that. My wife and I were sitting around, and I was just like, I can't believe this is real. Exactly. And yeah, and no Republican has ever won um, without winning Ohio. And I think the only presidents to win without winning Ohio, I believe, are Grover Cleveland, um, maybe yeah, uh, JFK, go, go and deep. Joe Biden. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's yeah, it's it's, it's incredible. crazy. Yeah, it's a, mm-hmm. it's the how pivotal and not even knowing it, how mm-hmm. pivotal like Ohio can be. It's yeah, it's it's that's why they, they call it the deciding state most most of the time. But, but yeah, uh, the 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 challenge. I'm sorry, the oh, the, no, the challenge like that. That's I mean, again, like it, if I'm talking to a young person, I'm like yeah, mm-hmm. you got to vote. You have to. Mm-hmm. I don't even care which way you vote, but you have to get a vote. There's. I mean, when you look at the amount of people that are eligible to be registered yeah. voters versus mm-hmm. who votes. It's pretty scary how how the, the differential between those two numbers. Oh yeah. Um. So I mean, I mean that's got to be something that you encounter a lot. Oh, it, it certainly is, Joe. You know, like so. I think that you know our objective. We've been approaching it up the wrong way for quite some time. I think that a lot of the uh, tools that people have used were kind of to shame people into voting. Yes. Um. You know, shaming them like, oh wow, you know, like you know, X, Y, Z, like, you know, kind of like you're making them like, oh my God, okay, like, I guess I do have to vote because, you know, so-and-so, you know, told me I need to do it. Otherwise, otherwise, I'm disappointing my, you know, friend, my friends and family, you know, and that's not proven to be effective. Um, I think that, and if it does work, maybe they'll vote this time, but not the next time, especially if, it, you know, their candidate does not win or if they feel that there's not been any tangential change in their, you know, uh, community since their vote, then, it's not going to be sustainable. So I think that what we need to do is we need to focus on the value, showing them the value in voting. What do you get with your vote? So that comes to like kind of what you were talking about earlier, what you guys were doing, your coalition of people, and that's having conversations with people and you know, showing them. I think one, voter education is important. 
Super. Um, it's extremely yeah. important. Uh, you know, we tell people to go vote, and we don't provide them with the tools or explanation as to, you know, what they get with their vote. We just tell them to go vote. And then, you know, we don't want people to just go to the ballot and just vote because they, they were told to do so. We want them to vote because, one, they want to actually vote, and, two, they know what they're voting for, and they know what they want to, to come with their vote. Yeah. So, you know, like, a voter education, like, we need to, let, we need to do more um, to make sure that people know what's on the ballot. How... What are these issues that are on the ballot? How are they going to impact your community? Who are these, uh, you know, who's on the, like, what is the difference between a congressperson and a, a state representative? You know, who do I, you know, who's responsible for what in the community? You know, how do I, you know, who do I contact if there's an issue in my neighborhood and I want to see something done about that, potholes or whatever? I was on a... And no one knows any of those. No one knows. No not one knows. Not a single one. I, I'm not mm-hmm. even joking when I say this. When I was... Uh, when I was in college, I had to kind of do the, I was doing like this, uh, almost like a, a a political survey for like a college, mm-hmm. this college course I was doing. I was talking to a professor. I'm like, I think this would be really, really interesting. I went back to my high school mm-hmm. um, and I was like, I basically just gave them five questions mm-hmm. and said, who is this person, this person, this person, this person, and this person. The first three were celebrities. The second <laughs> one was who is the Akron mayor and who was the Ohio governor. Mm. Simple stuff, mm-hmm. like way simpler than what you just described about right. the difference mm-hmm. between a congressman and a senator, right? Or, or your local levels or mm-hmm. anything like that. Um, and I mean, it was like four percent of the people knew it. I believe that I, I do too. And now, granted, oh, yeah, and I'm not picking on high school kids because mm-hmm. I'm not going to say I was a high school kid. The only reason I even knew who the mayor was in high school, college, or now is because he was hilarious. <laughs> because Don Plasqualic was the mayor for like 40 years in Akron. Oh, wow. And he was kind of one of those guys, like, I'd see at the bar, and I didn't go to nice places. <laughs> so, like, just be like 2 in the morning, and the mayor of Akron would just walk in, in a suit. Oh, wow, hilarious. <laughs> and he was one of those guys that was just, I think, had so much dirt on everyone that... Mm. He was just too well ingrained in Akron where they're like, well, but also I think it was also like a lot of what you said. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, oh, don't we usually vote for Pasqualic? No one had any idea, really. No. Name identity name ID is a lot. Huge. Oh, yeah. Huge. Especially you've been there for a while and like, you know, the candidate who's running against somebody, they may not have heard of them or they may not have knocked on their door. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. well, I know this person, so I'm just going to vote for them because at least I know who they are. Yeah, kind yeah. of. Or know of their name. I Yeah. I, I think mm-hmm. everything you said is 100% accurate. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's a... Knowing the, the, the issues, and also I think the other challenges too, like like say presidential, governmental, mm. local, whatever. Say there's 10 issues for every single one of those. Most people probably only care about two because that's, in my opinion, most people probably only care about two because those are the ones that directly affect mm-hmm. them. Maybe they're really into job security and education. Mm-hmm. And the rest of the stuff like, yeah, yeah, I get it, I get it, I get it. But this is the stuff that is yeah. directly impacting me. Oh yeah. So stuff like that, like like you say, oh, yeah. you got to know that the, the items and the ballots. Is there even a way around that to change someone's mind? So, um, and I'm sorry, I didn't mean change their mind. I mm-hmm. mean make them see like the whole spectrum. Like it's, I understand the two that are important to mm-hmm. you, but these ten, all ten, are very very important. Oh yeah, and again, like again, it's going to come down to um, you know, selling them on the value, and like you know, that's kind of why I um ended up at my current job, the Ohio Environmental Council, um, because I feel that, you know, uh, mitigating climate change and environmental justice mm-hmm. concerns are something that's very, very severely under-discussed, especially in black communities. So if I can uh, get into this role and uplift these issues and amplify this issue to the black community and so that we can organize around this and kind of, um, you know, eliminate some of these environmental justice concerns, then, you know, 
it will we'll really see some great impact in the community. So it's about like, you know, taking some of those issues and saying like, hey, you may not see it. You may not see it easily, but this is going to significantly impact you in these ways. And, you know, this is the fact. Everyone's not always going to see it. True. Some people are, and that's just, you know, sometimes people are going to, you know, you have your single issue voters who are like, no. Are you going to raise my taxes or not? That's it. Or, hey, or are you, you know, um, you know. Uh, creating pro- jobs. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Creating jobs. Like whatever, it, whatever. Some people are just single issue voters, and it's like, you know, are you, you know, yeah. So it's like, you know, whatever. So sometimes you're not going to be able to, you know, impact them. Sometimes you're going to say, you know what, you know, you have to know when to walk away. But I think it's important that we do get into those kitchen table issues, um, because, it, like, you know, how you said, you know, if somebody's, their whole thing is job security. Yeah. You know, if I'm having a conversation with you and your thing is like, hey, well, you know. I just want to know who's going to, you know, help secure my job, who's going to help me, you know, have economic opportunity in the state of Ohio, then, you know, I need to meet you where you're at. And I need to tell you, well, okay, well, these are the different policy issues that we're looking at as our party. These are uh, issues that, you know, our candidate is, um, you know, going to uplift to make sure that you have job security and that you have uh, potential for elevation and that you can stay in Ohio and not feel like you have to seek economic, economic opportunity elsewhere. Right. So, you know, you have those conversations. And then, you know, once they're receptive to that, then you can kind of go down your list. It's like making almost like play, when you're playing football, you're making your second read. It's like, you know, your second level. It's like, you know, like you, you then you say, well, then also these are some other um, opportunities, or not opportunities, these are some other, you know, uh, policy items that we're looking to pursue. And I think that this is going to impact you greatly because of X, Y, Z. And then it might be like, oh, I never thought about it like that. Oh, I never knew how much, you know, climate change was, was like a now issue. I never knew how much, you know, um, uh, you know, ec- you know, uh, talent retention in the county and state and, uh, you know, economic development, you know, like whatever it may be. That's when you go into your second read and you just say, well, you know, now while I have your attention and now that, you know, we're having a positive conversation, trending in the right direction, we can now discuss other things that are going to, I believe, are important to you, even if you may not have recognized that yet. I, I agree. I, mm-hmm. I, so much of it is education. It is mm-hmm. edu- and not education as in like the schools. I mean, educating mm-hmm. on... You may not think this is actually Mm -hmm. impacting you. It is. Mm -hmm. Because there are those people that would be like, if I can't secure my job and take care of my family, Mm -hmm. you know, inflation, immigration, all these other things that keep getting talked about, it doesn't matter. My first priority, Mm -hmm. I'm not even saying they're wrong. My Mm -hmm. first priority is my family and my home and being able to provide for them. So, but yeah, I I think that is the right approach. Mm -hmm. Is being able to like, I completely understand. Mm -hmm. I just think you're maybe not seeing... This does mm-hmm. impact you. Oh, it does. Oh, yeah. It's just maybe it's not impacting you right now, mm-hmm. but it's not that it's not going to down the road. And if you're so focused on your children as well, you should be. Mm-hmm. Climate change. What what are we yeah. leaving with them? So I, it's a tough conversation. It is tough for yeah. anybody, mm-hmm. for anyone to have with anyone, even people that are on your side. It's a tough it conversation is. because I mean, there's even mm-hmm. divisions within parties now. Oh yeah, it's a it's a. I don't know. I guess it depends on how you view it. I'm curious how you how you do view it. Mm-hmm. Um, you're starting to see divisions on like within the parties too, mm-hmm. and uh, people talk about the two party system. You know, yeah. I, I think there's validity in that for sure, yeah, for but sure. I also mm-hmm. think that there's I don't know discussions and and, and debates that happen that 
almost I I don't even it just it turned it's I don't know it, it gets into that larger what you and I were kind of mm-hmm. messaging about before the national versus the local mm-hmm. I know you're more local at this point even mm-hmm. though you have national exposure mm-hmm. but when you look at something on the national level like whether you're looking at like a CNN or a Fox mm-hmm. or an MSNBC I, I think people get jaded and stop watching and they have at least when you look at the last 10 years oh yeah it's because it doesn't look like that we're really even talking about anything other than one side bad, one side yeah. good, mm-hmm. regardless of what side you're on. So is that something that can't? I, well, I don't see that on the on the local level. I, mm-hmm. I really, I'm sure yeah. it happens at some mm-hmm. level, but I, like media wise, I don't see that. I've talked to a lot mm-hmm. of media guys, reporters. Mm-hmm. You know, I talked to like city councilmen. You know, like Aurelio Diaz from Mansfield that came down. He was awesome. Oh, nice. Okay. And uh, and, and we talked about that. Like, and he's like, you see it a little bit, but it's not like that because oh, no. unfortunately, on the mm-hmm. national stage. It's more. There's so many eyes on it. Some of the things kind of get lost. I mean, did you oh, yeah. see that? Like, what are your thoughts on that? Like, yeah. like stuff like that. Oh yeah, I, I definitely see that. You know, and the the, the fact of the matter is that uh, you know, in t- here in 2022 and for quite some time now, we are, you know, as a people, hyper partisan. Super. You know, so if I go, you know, um, to an area that is uh, predominantly red. And, you know, I, if I just say, if I'm knocking doors, I just say that I'm with the Ohio Democratic Party, I might get a door slammed in my face. Sure. Like they, they, don't have, they don't want to hear anything I have to say as soon as I say Democratic Party. Now, this could potentially be a candidate who could deliver more uh, tangential results to them and their family than the candidate who they may be supporting because they support that R next to their name, but they're not even open to the conversation. And I'm not going to say that's not the same on the Democratic side, too, because you're going to see some Democrats who don't want to hear anything. You'll, see it, yeah, You'll yeah. see it on both sides. So I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to be uh, you know, transparent here. But, you know, <clears throat> when it, but a lot of that comes from what the national brand of the Republican Party and what the national brand of the Democratic Party is. So when... So, you know, when somebody uh, comes into your community and, you know, you look at, you know, or they tell you who they're representing, whether it be the Republican Party or the Democratic Party, the first thing that's going to click is your opinion on the national brand of that party. Because they may not know exactly how the county party operates, maybe not even how the state party operates. They just know what they see on CNN, on Fox News. They and most likely like do not. Ex- yes. So they, they so they see that. So there's that that national brand is going to get is going to tell them what they need to what they think they need to know about you. So, and then, and then can you remind me of the question, uh, you said, what, what can we do? What, what, what was the question? Well, it was, it was more about like, like, what are you seeing? Like, do you see the kind of national, I don't know the best way to put it, but kind mm-hmm. of the, the, the national, almost like yeah. on the national level, American politics has more, mm-hmm. more turned into, in my opinion, a, a reality show Yeah. It versus you're not going to hear, I just don't hear as much. And I'm, I do. I'll admit. Mm-hmm. I watch CNN. I watch MSN. Mm-hmm. I watch that the Gutfield show only because mm-hmm. I want to hear all of it. I do yeah. think that some of it is kind of segregated away, where I'm not going to hear. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to hear the stuff that you know maybe Gavin Newsom said. I'm mm-hmm. definitely not going to hear the stuff that DeSantis said. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not going to hear the right yeah. response to any of those. Uh-huh. Like Kamala Harris, poor God, this poor woman. <laughs> Everything she says is going to turn into something that it really, really, really isn't. She gets taken taken out of context all the time, constantly. Yeah. Oh yeah, and it's a, it's one of those things mm-hmm. that is just it's a, even for for me that is just kind of like, not really in the middle, but I, I'm just kind of not, I'm not really, 
in any camp anymore because I, mm-hmm. I don't really know where to go. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I know what I believe and the things that I like and the things mm-hmm. that I think are right. But like, like I look at that and it's just it's frustrating. And that's what makes people turn off those channels. Mm-hmm. You know, like I I don't even remember. I she was in an accident I think today in a motorcade mm-hmm. and. For some reason, it was covered twenty-seven times. The only thing that should have been covered was was anyone hurt? Right. Cool. Move on. Yeah. Like yeah. this has nothing to do with anything mm-hmm. else. But it turned into, you know, this whole she tried to cover up. How do you cover if she tried to cover <laughs> it up? How was everyone reporting on it? Right. Yeah. But I mean, it turned into something like that, and that's when I was like, ah, forget it. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I wanted to know what happened, and now I don't care. And I probably shouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. I probably should find out all the facts. But well, I mean, that's a common sentiment that people are going to have. Yeah, I completely mm-hmm. agree, and I think that's yeah. kind of what I yeah. what I meant is why when you look at those shows, the national shows that get the most eyes, mm-hmm. is that they just get fed up with it because you're like, I feel like you're telling me a story and you're not mm-hmm. telling me the news, mm-hmm. and that's where all of those shows, it doesn't matter which one is the highest, which one is the lowest, they're all down if you yeah. look 20 years ago versus right now. Yeah, <clears throat> and I I think what I was is, is the I was curious what you thought about that. Is there a way? Because I, I have ways that I, I not ways, I mm-hmm. ways that I think that can kind of turn that around, but I'm more curious what you see because you're, you're in this every single day. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm in it to, to honestly when I feel like it because mm-hmm. sometimes I'm like, all right, I think I could try to ingest some of this right now. Yeah. This is your every day. This is my every day. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> how do you, how do you see it? How do you see a way out of these things? It's it's a difficult question um, because you know it, it again because we're so um, hyper partisan now um, that you know the it's just nowadays you know like if you if you're if you lean left then you'll watch CNN MSNBC if you lean right you're gonna watch Fox News The Blaze or what or what have you right yeah oh yeah and um, you know and, and people stick to it um, you know it's Again, I think that it's it, you know if if I can figure out the um, the way that we can have more unity in the country um, and kind of uh, you know eliminate some of the partisan divide uh, that we have today, then you know that would be amazing. Uh, I don't have the best answer for you on uh, you know on, on how we can do that because you can't just, fix this right now. That's I can't. What I asked you. Right? I know you know, and I, I was thinking about that. I was thinking when I was in the car, I was like. Oh my God! How am I going to fix the world? I'm like, if I, if I don't have this answer, Joe's going to get on. I everyone me. how to fix the world, and no one's giving me an answer. At this point, I'm just wasting my. You time. promised I wouldn't have a gotcha question. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you would have the best answer <laughs> than the musician I had on last week. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, well, he they probably could fix the world uh, through music. You know, uh, we try to fix it oh, through. God, they um, probably could. Yeah, I just you know some of the issues that kind of bring us together instead of divide us. I think music could be one of those things. I mean, you Agreed. know, like. Uh, uh, but I mean, again, it's, it's it's. I think that our country still has it. You know, we. It's not that we woke up one day and we were just super divided. You know, yeah. a lot oh, of things no, have been no. brewing. Things have been brewing, but I think 2016 was kind of like, you know, mm-hmm. the final straw that really just like you know splintered like the country. I do too. Where it was like you know like we kind of already were like pretty divided and we really didn't like the other side, but you know after that. Um, and it's just a, a lot of it's fueled by like, you know, a lot of the, infl- the inflammatory language and like the rhetoric that's been used by certain, uh, you know, people in office. And yeah, I completely agree. If you've ever, you ever, have you ever watched like a, like an old debate, from, like a, like a Nixon JFK debate mm-hmm. from like, you know, the, the sixties or seventies, mm-hmm. it's not like today. In oh, no. fact, they'll, 
I remember one of them, like Nixon sitting there with, with JFK, and I was watching because someone's like, you got to watch one. It's mm-hmm. bonkers because it's completely uninteresting. It's not like our debates today. Yeah. And like Nixon will start off like, actually, I think me and uh, and and Mr. Kennedy are going to view mm-hmm. a, a lot of things tonight the same. We got a couple different we'll kind of, yeah. It's they're they're really just talking about yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Now, when you go to a debate, it's more. Who's going to cuss the other person out? <laughs> Who is? I think the audience is a huge mistake mm-hmm. because everyone is very hyper aware of the audience. And uh, my favorite one, I'm sorry, in the last 10 years is Jeb Bush. Because Jeb Bush, after Trump had been just trouncing him forever, mm-hmm. you could tell he was like in these debates trying to get like these sound bite, yeah. clapping applauses. Exactly. And, were, he- and, you know, and. It's, it's, and that's, I know you're kind of like on the consulting side too. Mm-hmm. So the, the, yeah. I, I kind of wanted mm-hmm. to ask you about that, but mm-hmm. that's the one that stood out in my mind. So he had been getting trounced for months. Oh, yeah. And then he, Jeb Bush released this interview, and I feel like his handlers or whatever they're called, well, mm-hmm. for him, it's handlers, yeah. mm-hmm. pulled him aside and was just like, dude, you got to toughen up mm-hmm. and you got to say some shit that's going to oh, yeah. make you sound a lot tougher. Mm-hmm. And he came out with this interview. It was so stupid. <laughs> I mean, he was like, they're like, who is Jeb Bush? Like, Jeb Bush, this guy gets up and I eat nails for breakfast. Like, no, you don't. <laughs> okay. No, you don't. You stop that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you could tell he was trying to, and then I'm just like, Everything that he stood for in terms of you know policies, anything like mm-hmm. that, it's out the door. He's just oh, yeah. trying to trump Trump at these debates. And when a lot of them started doing that, and I think you're right, around the 2016, yeah. that's when things started getting out of super control. wacky. Yeah. And then you factor in you know the increased social media. Oh, yeah. I think probably media partisanship where mm-hmm. you know you're basically just if you want one kind of news, you go here, another kind of news you go mm-hmm. here. I think people even divide it in terms of I think people now are turning into, and I know people who mm-hmm. only talk to people that are like, in their mind, is like minded. Yeah. And it's just all kind of a perfect storm. That's why everything is just 50 50 all mm-hmm. the time. Mm-hmm. Like, no one's going to have a good approval rating anymore. No. They can't. It's impossible. Yes, exactly. It's like, no matter what you do, we're, we have to hate you. We're Biden could show up at everyone's door with $300 and just hand it to them, like, hey, man, just thank, appreciate it. Mm-hmm. People would be like, oh, he's the He's like, I can't stand it. <laughs> like, I can't. They'll take it. They'll still take it, though. But, oh, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I'm going to take it, but like, yeah. screw you. But yeah. I mean, I'll <laughs> take this, but I'm not on your side. Exactly. And, that, <laughs> and they'll shut that door and be like, you believe that guy? He's trying yeah. to buy my vote. <laughs> and then someone else, like if, you know, Trump does that, he's like, you believe that guy? He cares. It just, it just depends on who's doing it. So they actually did do that. Um the not inquiry. here I, I would love 300 hours it well it wasn't door to door do you remember this it was like around christmas time and i can't was that 2019 or 2020 it was like 20 2019 they had an event and it was i i don't know i think it was through the republican party and they were handing out like for people who were there they were handing out money from cases to, to say like here you go for your you know uh christmas shopping here you know like come up like here's money and they were giving out money, and I think that I don't know, like I don't think it was completely legal the way they did it. So there might, I don't know what happened it with that. Sound legal. It does exactly. It does. <laughs> it's not a political event. That's essentially exactly buying support. Yeah, exactly. Now I'm not saying that uh, Trump was directly involved or anything like that. I think the party might have been involved, but uh, they were yeah, they were handing out like cases of money to people, and I was like, how is this even like possible? But they did that. But I mean, yeah, like you said, it's just it, we're so partisan right now. It's it's. I don't know. No, no one wants to. And, you know, I was talking, I remember after 2016, um, I was talking to, uh, you know, 
a friend of mine, and they kind of put it in a way uh, that, you know, a perspective I think I agree with wholeheartedly. I mean, you know, I don't think that the 2016 uh, election came down to who had the better policy. Mm-mm. I think it came down to, well, who had the worst scandals? I completely agree. Yeah. So who, it's, yeah. it's a popularity contest. It, exactly. It's a popularity contest. It's yeah. a. It's a less mud, almost. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a, who has the less mud? Pot? I heard the, the best analogy about this, and I can't remember who said it. Oh, I know what it was. I think it was on one of Bill Maher's shows, and they were talking mm-hmm. about when it, someone was joking around or floating around that like Oprah was going to run for president mm. of The Rock, which I don't think that was actually going to happen. But uh-huh. the best analogy I ever heard about this was it doesn't, it wouldn't work for her because uh, it, it's almost like. She has, when you're doing this, especially the way it is now, mm-hmm. is that everyone's just flinging mud at each other. Yeah. Trump is already wearing a suit that has mud all over it, so you mm-hmm. don't even see the new stuff anymore. Mm-mm. Oprah will be basically wearing like a white gown, and every oh, single yeah. time mud hits her, you're just like, oh, that's brand new. Right. Like, oh my God. Like, well, it, it wouldn't yeah. work. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know who said that, but it, I'm like, wow, that really stuck with me. Yeah. Because Oprah, I mean, Everyone knows Oprah is just like you know the 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 host philanthropist that mm-hmm. just hands out stuff to people and everyone mm-hmm. loves her, but someone's gonna dig something up and it's gonna be whether it's true or not and then twisted and then that's when that mud appears on her white dress and you know, that's all you're gonna see. Mm-hmm. And then with Trump, who's wearing a suit made of mud, mm-hmm. you don't see it because there's so much other mud there. Exactly. That's a very. That's a great. Yeah. I don't know who said that. I got to find that, but I it I, it obviously stuck with me. Mm-hmm. Oh God. That's 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 a great analogy. Yeah, it really yeah, yeah. it is, and it it turns out it turns into something like that, and I don't know. Mm-hmm. I do have another one, and I want I do want your opinion on this. It's okay. not a very PC thing. Okay. I don't think anyone that's over seventy should be the president. I just think it's too hard of a job. And I mm-hmm. I I think about when I think of like potential Democratic candidates mm-hmm. for the upcoming election. I, I'm curious what you think about this. I mm-hmm. I'm not saying he should do it, but I, I think of somebody like uh like Cory Booker mm-hmm. in terms of just his energy. He's not super young, but he's mm-hmm. not old. He's like yeah. 53, 54, something, something like that. that. Yeah. Um I've been kind of paying attention to some of the things he's doing. I think he's trying mm-hmm. to get out more and be more oh yeah positive, uplifting and things like that. Um I, I think you need someone like that. I I, I worry for the Democratic Party that they're going to send out the same people that came out mm-hmm. last time mm-hmm. um, that everyone kind of already said no to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm curious what you think about that. Well, well, you don't have to answer the age thing if you don't want No, to. you're fine. You're all good. <laughs> but that's just something because I, I – and that's more of a – that's just – I'm just like that job is just too hard. Mm-hmm. It's just – it's a job that is taxing on somebody. And yeah. when you're already 70, 75, 76, I mean when I think of like everyone that was in the field like last time around mm-hmm. – a lot of them were 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 up there. I mean, they all seem mm-hmm. fine, but still, yeah. I just think that that is a very very stressful it's, thing to put on anybody. Yeah. I mean, you saw uh, when um, President Obama first got into office, it was like it took like a couple of years, and he just he was had completely jet black hair. Like after like a year or so, it was like gray. He was like, <laughs> what was the the at the one of the correspondence dinners? And this is the childish stuff that I remember. Mm-hmm. But uh, who I think it was Seth Meyers was doing the correspondence, mm-hmm. the, and he's like. Uh, he basically made the same joke. He's like, "This was such an um, obviously this is a terrible job mm-hmm. because you went into office, you look like the old Spice guy, <laughs> and now you look like Louis Gossett Senior. Because <laughs> it's just, I mean, it's basically yeah, just, it adds years it's in an to. eight year term. It's it's like thirty mm-hmm. years of stress. Yeah, it's just 
And that's just my take on. I just oh, don't no. think that that is something that you should ask. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you want the experience and the knowledge, but at some point, age has to be a factor. It's it's. And you're you're not alone in that um in the, in that perspective. You know, I, I what I'll say is I think that uh, you know. I, I would love to see our party, uh, you know, uh, continue to, you know, work towards building our bench. Uh, you, you know, the next gen, you know, the next uh, batch of candidates, you know, being a little bit more organizing and a little bit more organized and strategic and like, well, you know, who we're going to set up for, you know, these opportunities. And that's in all levels of office. So, sure. you know, um, just continuing that work and, uh, you know, doing that because so that we, you know, when uh, 2024, then 2028 or, you know, however things go. Um, where there is no scramble, like, well, who we're going to have in office, you know, like people like, oh, we have some strong candidates right here. So we're going to have a primary and then whoever comes out of that, we're going to, you know, we're comfortable with that person. So, and I think that, you know, I think we'll have, we'll be good. I know, I know, you know, you, there's been a few names out there for, you know, whenever president Biden, um, is completed with his term and, or completed with, uh, you know, um, the presidency, um, you know, we've seen some names out there and, you know, I just, uh, you know, I'd, I'd like to see somebody who's, you know, coming from that bench. Well, I, I love the way you put that, that it mm-hmm. doesn't seem like it's a scramble. Mm-hmm. To me right now, again, more mm-hmm. casual and not involved, mm-hmm. it does seem like a scramble. Mm-hmm. I don't know who the Democrats are going to bring out outside mm-hmm. of Biden. Do, do you have anyone that you would, uh, like like a dream list, that you like, like a couple of names, you'd be like, I would love to see this person. I think they would be good. Like, do you have a couple in mind? So I haven't uh, I haven't given it too much thought um, just because, you know, um, I, I, you know I, I want to I see, you know, if President Biden is going to run again. Um, because if he does run again, then it's, you know, kind of a moot point unless he does get primaried. Uh, but you know, at, you know, at, but we still like, at, you know, at the end of the day, we still have to think about life after Biden. Cause, sure, um, yeah. you know, I remember when, uh, Pete Buttigieg, um, you know, when he was in the debates, uh, in the primary, uh, you know, he stressed that a lot about how, like, you know, like we have to, like what, however this election goes, we have to think about life after Trump, because if we lose to Trump, you know, they're still going to be. They're still going to be 2024. But still going to be life after him. How is our party going to look? How are we going to prepare ourselves to, you know, take the White House, take Congress, both chambers by storm? How are we going to really be able to continue the work of the people? So, you know, I think that, uh, you know, we had to think about, you know, so we do have to think about these things regardless. So, you know, uh, if you know whether. You know, if Biden runs again or if we need to where we get to a juncture when we do need, um, you know, a new candidate, you know, I, I, I like, uh, you know, Gavin Newsom. I know he's, uh, you know, been trending upwards in popularity out of California. I think he would have a very good shot. Mm-hmm. I think he would have a good shot, too. I think, you know, I think he's charismatic. I think that, you know, um, that could be somebody. Who... I don't think there's anyone that touches him in terms of that. Oh, yeah. I, no, know, I think we yeah. were talking mm-hmm. about and I'm take take policy experience mm-hmm. out of the equation. I think the thing that we were talking about, how it sometimes is like a reality show mm-hmm. popularity contest. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't think of someone better that could really take that by storm. I, oh, yeah. I, I actually think that he would have a very, very good shot at mm-hmm. that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he's a good... He gets thrown around a lot. I he know does, he hasn't yeah. really committed to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's... A, I, I, you know, the, the thing that, you, that you'd mentioned that, that Pete Buttigieg said, that's... Almost an incredibly presidential thing to say. Yeah, mm-hmm. because you're just like, yeah, I, look, I, we can't, we can't think in terms of two years or four years. We mm-hmm. everything that we should do should be like, what's twenty years down the exactly. road? Exactly, it's so, short sighted to think about just like beating Trump because beating Trump is the short term goal. Long term, what are we going to do? We need sustainability. So yeah, I do. I really think that's a big part of what yeah. I, I think that that is the big part of the the again uh-huh. outsider casual looking in i think what a lot of the voters saw is they they saw a shake up right or wrong 
and mm-hmm. everyone just on the Republican side too. We were talking mm-hmm. about like that Jeb Bush stuff. Mm-hmm. Like everyone that was on the Republican primary too, it it, it turned into nothing outside of outdoing Trump at those yeah. debates. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't tell you right now what anyone on that panel stood for for anything. No. Other than who was trying to get the best. All I knew was that everyone by the by the third debate they were just trying to get the best soundbite. Exactly. It wasn't about policy at that point. Not at all. Not about policy. And you know what? I blame the media a lot for that, too, because that's what got reported. But what got reported was the funny stuff that was said or or Trump telling mm-hmm. Bush that he was, you know, like, whatever. It, it was. Mm-hmm. It turned into that. Yeah. And everyone just... And then, and then shame on everyone else because we all followed it. Mm-hmm. And we said, man, what's the funny thing he said about Ted Cruz last night? Exactly. That's what it turned into. If you, Everyone that mm-hmm. cuts up and does highlights of that, it's highlights of insults. It has nothing exactly. to do with anything. Yeah, think about all the free marketing he got just by being outrageous. Because it's like... Because it's new. Like, no one... You didn't really no see did that. that. Yeah. No one did that. Everyone had... You know, there was a level of decorum that was expected if you're going to run for the presidency. That's gone. Exa- that's right. So, and it's like... But, and I just... You know, and I'm not saying that, you know, whoever the Democratic candidates are, we need to go out there and, like, you know, uh, act like we're on a Comedy Central roast every time we're on stage. Yeah. But, like, you know, we still do have to adopt... Or, excuse me, adapt to this new, you know, style of politics where, like, you know, like, policy is important, yes. But, you know, like likability and just you know relatability because that's what one you know you can say what you want about donald trump but like a lot of like you know at the end of the day a lot of people related to him so that's you know something that unfortunately you know worked in his favor so we need to work on that and make sure that we have like relatable empathetic candidates uh for our side who can really uh, who we can galvanize around and make sure that you know they're yeah. There are candidates. So. Oh yeah, I agree. And yeah. I think the it's funny you you talked about like the the coverage he got. Mm-hmm. People would make, and I think they even released this. And I think they were pretty open about it. He was like, "No, I spent like one tenth of what everyone said of what everyone so much else free spent. Stuff. I was getting free free coverage all exactly. the time. I didn't have to spend money. You guys exactly. covered me no matter anything I said or tweeted. You guys covered, so mm-hmm. I didn't have to spend hardly any money at all. Mm-hmm. It was a, uh, and then I was like, God, that really hit home with me too. Yeah, like it did. Because mm-hmm. you find like a, a lot of the the coverage was that I I, I didn't have to look for it. He didn't he have was right in front of me all the time. He can just say press release. I'm gonna be here and I'm gonna speak about this and everyone everyone's gonna run and bring their camera. Like yeah, oh my yeah. god, what's he gonna say now? What is he? That was it. What he said, is he gonna say next? Mm-hmm. He was like the Howard Stern of, mm-hmm. uh, of politics. You know, even people that didn't wait, like wait, it, it couldn't stop watching it. Ex- it was addicting to people. people yeah. yeah, like I, I I talked to some of my friends. They're like during 2016. They're like. I don't like the man, but every time he speaks, I have to listen yeah. because I just, this is just so fascinating to me. And it's, yeah, like, so you're right. I think that, you know, the media is to blame because they, you know, because when he first hopped in the race, like he was like, like 2% and everyone thought he was a joke. Yeah. And then like he, everyone was like, oh, it's going to be Jeb Bush. It's going to be Jeb Bush. And then he trounced everyone and it wasn't he really that close. People in yes. That debate. It, yeah. Yeah. So... I mean, he just went in there like a drunk college kid. Just started making fun of people. Exactly, nerd yes. loser. Exactly, like <laughs> it was like a drunk. It was like a drunken frat guy, right? Yes, that's what he exactly. was doing. Exactly, like a college frat guy. Yeah, drunk. I mean, yeah, like loser. Like, yeah, it was like, yeah, it was just he. It was bad. It was, but you know, but people like, and the thing is, like, you know, and people, people were also and still are quite bored with politics. Like, you know, anytime Very. you know, I you know, talk to my friends, everything like that. Um and you know someone brings up politics like at the at the table or something like that and they ask my opinion on something literally every single person like oh well get on their phone get on Twitter because it's like oh this is gonna be boring I don't care about this yeah. you know so it's like I mean like 
he, you know, made people, you know, unfortunately, he made people interested in politics. So, I mean, or some people are not, or interested in his campaign, excuse me. So, you know, I think we need to make sure that, you know, we're, and that's why, you know, some of the stuff I'm trying to do with the young black Democrats, you know, um, not, you know, trying to be uh, drunken a-holes and like, you know, to get people to vote. But I mean, you know, we want to, you know, just get young people involved and get them involved early and sell them on the value and like show them how impactful these elections are. Because again, like I said, politics is local. Yeah. You know, I saw a lot of people uh, complain about how, you know, after Obama was elected president, their uh, neighborhood looks the same before as it does after. And it's like, but that's not, you know, a national a fe- that's not a federal issue. Like that's <laughs> what do they expect was going to be different? <laughs> I, I, I think I, so. I think they might. They thought maybe Obama was going to come personally, like paint, like you know, I paint the, the same paint the bird figure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> maybe Biden. Yeah, Biden painting the garage and like you know uh, Obama, like you know, uh, plugging the potholes himself. Like I don't. Well, like, that's, <laughs> that kind of goes with what we were talking about, though. It, it, it's the inability to kind of understand that. Mm-hmm. It's a well. I mean. I didn't see a raise in my paycheck when Obama. He's not your boss. He's not right. <laughs> he's not your. That's not your boss. Like why? Would, like what, my taxes didn't go down when so and so was in office. Like, I that's, did they go up? Yeah, I feel like you're just focusing on ex- the thing you didn't get. Like exactly. I mean, it's a. It's it's also a. The gas one always kills me too. Mm-hmm. Is the like who's to blame for gas? Like I don't know how a president can actually influence the rise mm-hmm. or the decline of. <clears throat> Gas prices. I, I, I actually, yeah. and I'm, I legitimately do yeah. not know. I think it's just something that falls at their feet, no matter what. It is. It's a like it's because <laughs> because it, to be quite frank, it's an international thing. You know, I remember um, actually we were at a, a bar, and uh, a friend of mine. Uh, you probably I, saw the Akron mayor there. No, <laughs> <laughs> he bought my first round. Actually, no, I'm just kidding. But no, <laughs> all rounds. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he like you know I was talking to a guy and he um. For some reason, did not know that I was like a Democrat. He's like, "Oh wait, you're a Democrat?" I'm like, "Yeah," and he was like, "Oh wow," and I'm like, "Oh, here we go." I'm like, "What's wrong with it?" And then he he you know talked about how he's a Republican, and I'm like, "Okay, that's cool. I want to keep drinking." But uh, but uh, you know he um but uh he brought up you know why he doesn't like about Biden. He said, "Well, you know under Trump, you know like gas was like what 120 or something 130, and then like gas is how much gas was how much and how was it how much is it now?" And I'm like, "You do realize that." Gas was like through the roof, and every everywhere across the globe, right? Do you think that Biden is responsible for, for gas being expensive everywhere at every in every country in the world? Uh, yeah, the, that's in, like, that's kind of what it, it, it's <laughs> it's it's the figurehead, obviously. Yeah, when you're, when you're anything that's wrong, it's mm-hmm. Biden's America, it's Trump's America, yeah. it's Obama's mm-hmm. America, it's Clinton's America. You know, it, it good or bad, it's kind of thankless job. Kind yeah. of, it, it, it very much is. Yeah. It's it's a it's it's a damned if you do, damned if you don't. Exactly. I think that's a people say that you have to be somewhat of a narcissist to be a president, and I think you do too. Mm-hmm. But I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing because mm-hmm. that narcissism. I, I think it's necessary. It, I think it's necessary to do that job. Mm-hmm. You have to be like, yes, I can deal with ev- with three hundred and forty <laughs> million people's problems yeah. every single day. For four years, maybe eight. Mm-hmm. It's a. I, I. think you have to. Oh yeah. That's why I don't actually think it's a bad when people say that. I'm like, yeah, I know you probably do. Oh yeah. And you know what? It's also needed. If they didn't have that little mm-hmm. personality trait, that little edge, it'd yeah. be real bad. Get your little edge. They said, yeah. They, I remember when I first got. They were like, oh, they say everyone who gets involved in politics has at least a little bit of like narcissism to them. And I'm like, mm, maybe. maybe. 
Mm-hmm. You know, and I think probably the higher up you go, I think oh, yeah. you probably have a little bit more of it. But oh yeah, you know, eh, narcissism is also the same thing as like confidence between cocky. Like there's yeah. a real fine line. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. Oh you yeah, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's a it's it's and I'm if if someone's like so and so. You know, the praise is a narcissist. I'm like, well, they probably all mm-hmm. are to some degree when you really think about it. Oh, it's yeah. somebody who is voluntarily and, you know, trying to be the highest ranking person in the entire country, yeah. arguably the world. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, you probably have to have a bit of a complex that none of us have. Yeah. It's not for the faint of heart. If someone that to me, I'd be like, I don't want that job. Oh, yeah. especially because you got to think about I don't want yeah. your job. Right. <laughs> Because and it's right, and think about the president. I mean, all the vetting yeah. that goes through that. Because it's just yeah. like you know, if I'm going to run for this, like they're going to try to air out any and all dirty laundry that they can find on me. Anything that I've ever done, I would be disqualified. Right? <laughs> be like, did you do this? Like, I did. I, I did. Yeah. That, yeah. Okay, you, you got me. You yeah. got me. You got. It's me. on my Instagram. Right. I'm taking yeah. it down. Mm-hmm. Like, I, no, there's no exactly. way. Oh, I can't deny that. Yeah, you, you got me. Okay, yeah. fine. So, and it's like, so do you like you? you like, you're no longer. You're no longer going to be a private citizen. Like you have no, to accept. Like you dumb. know what, and like you know, once you declare, even if you're running for like Congress, Senate, the opposite part, the opposite team, the opposition, they're going to find any terrible thing that you've ever done. Ever. And ever. Terrible is a subjective <sighs> yes. term in this. Mm-hmm. It is subjective. Very subjective yeah. that you've ever done, and they're going to try to. They're, they're trying to destroy you. Yeah. Like. Even if you lose, like you're, you're gonna hold your head in shame every time you walk. And like, do you even like think about like think about yeah. this? So, Obama finishes his term, mm-hmm. and he's done. It, that that doesn't mean that his that doesn't mean that his problems stop. No, like Obama didn't like finish out his second term like oh, I'm just hitting up Cracker Barrel someday. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. that dude's life is still microscope. Oh yeah. everything. That's it's just it's. Secret Service, wherever he goes. Everywhere he goes. And it's just like... They have to clear a place I, out. I think mm-hmm. that I, that kind of yeah. goes into what we were talking about. That's mm-hmm. a personality. like Because I'm sure they knew that. I'm sure yeah. he didn't finish his term. Like, oh, shit. It's still really kind of like... Everyone's still looking at me. He's like... This is forever? Like, yeah. what? He had to sit oh. down with <laughs> yeah. his wife and family and be like, guys, I'm not only going to change my life, but I'm yeah. changing all of yours mm-hmm. permanently. Is everyone cool with this? Ex- and that's the thing. Make sure your family is good as well. Yeah. And... I came in mad like his daughters. They were in college. Yeah. Oh god! And that's the thing. And that's the, the oh really god. messed up thing right there because not only will they come after you, they'll come after your oh, family. Yeah. The family is actually an easier target. Exactly, especially if they're teenagers because teenagers do stupid stuff all the time. So yeah, it's like, like an easy, like easy. Like she's caught drinking. I'm like, Ex- we all were. <laughs> exactly. It's like you know, like they, like that's yeah. They were, like they were really trying to come after his daughters. It was just like. And this is just going to be forever. So yeah. she, they're all under microscopes for the rest of their lives too, and it's un, it's unfortunate. But yeah, like you got it. Like it's a lot. So yeah, I'm just like I would never want to like, be president. Yeah, she was caught drinking at a party. I'm like, she was at a party in college. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank God, no one's capturing the things that I drank at. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I right. even, I need a reason. I'm just like, exactly. what? Yeah. Fuck yeah, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I didn't even. I mean, I, again, that's why I would never. I would never get very far in terms of politics. <laughs> Yeah, that's mm-hmm. it's a terrifying, and you know, at the same time, you got to be like, thank God there are people out there that are willing to actually mm-hmm. essentially take a bullet for 320 million people. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Half of which don't appreciate what they're doing. Mm-hmm. That's that's just mind boggling to think. I can't even wrap my head around it. It's, the yeah. more we talk about it, the more frustrated I would get and be like, I just can't believe you did that. <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> so the, um, mm-hmm. No, I, I know when we're talking about like the Democratic Party, okay. th- there's mm-hmm. a couple things that have have stood out to me recently. 
um, probably I would say all of them have occurred in the last year. Mm-hmm. And they're surprising, and I'm I'm curious your your take on it in terms mm-hmm. of that. So, one of the uh, the things that I've heard consistently o- about the Democratic Party is taking for granted minority votes. Mm-hmm. So, one of the ones that happened was in Texas. There was a uh, three or four counties in Texas, like on the border of Texas, that mm-hmm. have always been blue counties all the time. Okay, and mm-hmm. they flipped, and it's something that everyone was kind of blown away by. Then I look at. California in the last year have lost had they lost I think Los Angeles lost their district attorney, which again mm-hmm. it's a very Democrat, yeah. arguably the Stronghold. most Democratic oh, state. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, they've lost their district attorney because he was recalled, and then several like in the neighborhood of five or six or seven, uh, like a, a student council like high up presidents mm-hmm. in, in a lot of like big, large Democratic districts, mm-hmm. and. A lot of them, uh, some of the, the the blowback feedback are just saying just like uh, that they're taking a lot of those votes for granted and just kind of coasting. What are your thoughts on something like that? So, um, you know, the, now, so this is a really nuanced uh, subject right here. And you oh, know, yeah. what I'll say, this is, oh yeah, yeah this is, and, but it's an amazing question. I think that we need to answer. Um, and you know, like I'll say this: if you have black people and other minorities say that they feel that they're being taken advantage of, or, or no, sorry, not taken advantage of, taken for granted, excuse me. Yes. And that they feel that, you know, they've been bait and switched or whatever, and they're not getting the bang for their buck when it comes to their vote. I'm not going to discount their, uh, you know, their experience. I'm not going to discount, you know, if, if that's how you feel, I'm not going to tell you you're wrong. Nor would I. And so, you know, like, I, so I, 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 so to start there, I would not, I, I can't tell them they're wrong. What I will do is I'll say that, I think that our, um, and I'm going to draw upon, you know, some of my experiences that I've had when I've knocked doors and, you know, throughout, you know, the city of Cleveland, for example. Oh, and, and to clarify, mm, I meant on the national level. Oh, national, okay. National figures, mm. not what you're doing. Oh, no, no. You're, no, so like, oh, yeah. You know, Sorry you, to clarify. Oh, no, you're, no, you're all good. Because I think, that, so what I'm, uh, you know, what I hear from like people when I'm knocking doors in the city of Cleveland, I feel is like very representative of like how a lot of people like feel on a national level throughout, okay. you know, throughout the country. And because I've, you know, I've, I've heard about this before from other people. It's like, you know, you guys only come to talk to me when you want my vote. And so, you know, anytime I see you guys at my doorstep, anytime I see, I, I hear from you guys and whatever, uh, you know, medium you use to reach out, I know, oh, that's right. It's election season. So people want to get elected. So, other, but other than that, there's uh, they don't see the community engagement. They don't see the, um, you know, uh, any sort of, uh, you know, um, where you know a- accountability or whatever. So, I think that you know one of my biggest things is that we need to figure out how we can continue to engage the community after being elected. And I tell people, you know, like election, you know, politics do not end on election day. You know, we get somebody in office, and then it's on us to hold them accountable. Now. Uh, one question on one hand that you can ask is if we're comparing two national candidates, you know, running for Senate, uh, I'm sorry, uh, running for president or, you know, uh, you know, statewide candidate and running for Senate, who would you rather, you know, work with or hold accountable? Because, you know, um, we have to look at this pragmatically. I feel like, you know, especially, you know, speaking as a, you know, a black person from city of Cleveland, you know, like we can't afford, I feel, to not be pragmatic. So, I remember in 2016, you know, uh, people had through issues with uh, Secretary Clinton for, you know, for whatever it may be. 
But, you know, it's like, you know, so one of these two people is going to be, it's going to be president. So we have to deal with one of these people being president. Who do we think we can lobby and advocate, uh, you know, and, and, and work with to, you know, prioritize black issues, to prioritize our kitchen table issues that affect our community? Do we think that Donald Trump is going to listen to us? Or do we think that Hillary Clinton or Secretary Clinton might listen to us? So I think that's one of the things that we need to think about. It's like, you know, like, hey, if we vote for you, we're going to hold you accountable and we're going to continue this conversation and we're going to make sure that you make good on all the things that you're promising, whether that be um, criminal justice reform, whether it be um, uh, canceling uh, uh, student debt, whether that be prioritizing, um, you know, expansion of, you know, uh, uh, you know, of, um, or excuse me, uh, universal health care, whatever it may be, whatever you're promising, whatever, you know, you're selling to us, we're going to hold you accountable. And I think that, you know, we need to do a better job being transparent on, at the party level. We need to make sure that we're, um, you know, making good and, uh, you know, actually, you know, even if we have a tool where we're like, you know, like, you know, you have your, your campaign promises and, you know, you have a tracker, like, these are the things that we're going to, these are the things that I'm looking to do within my first 100 days. Mayor Bibb did it. You know, he had a 100-day tracker. He told you all oh, the things. Oh, yeah, 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 he did. Yeah, he I, thought did. Was, I thought that was an amazing Isn't move. it? It's like, amazing you know, that's, move. so like, you know, so anytime, you know, you want to ask somebody like, you know, okay, we elected Mayor Bibb. He said he's going to do X, Y, Z. You know, he promised all these things. You know, where are we on this? Well, you can go to our website here and you can look and see where we are, if this project has been started, if this is in progress, if this has been completed. And show you, yeah. you know, that's like, an amazing idea. Ex we need to increase transparency. That's, you know what? Because every time, like every time, whenever I hear a candidate, I know, I know, it's it's a lot of it is kind of like lip service. But mm -hmm. when someone's like, "On my first day office, I'm going to do this," mm -hmm. every time I hear that, I'm like, "No, you're not. No, you're not. No, you are mm -hmm. absolutely not going to do that because nothing moves that fast in government. Because no. oh, right? no. you mm -hmm. have to get approval. This, all this, that. Mm -hmm. And that's why when I heard about that tracker mm -hmm. for Bib, I was like, that is brilliant. Mm -hmm. It's brilliant because. You can be like, here, here are the things that I talked about. Mm -hmm. Maybe they're not done, but I'm giving you status updates. Exactly. And anyone, it's public record. Anyone can yes. access it. Any, I thought it was yes. a fantastic idea. Exactly. And I think we should expand, you know, things like that, because that's going to really increase government transparency. Because, again, like, you know, like, even if, uh, you know, if people do feel this way, I feel like, you know, again, it's going to come back to, like, what we talked about with voter education, where it's like, you know, maybe... There is movement on some of these things that people have promised, yeah. but you just did not know about it. You no know? one does. No one does. So, it's, you know, that could be a thing as well where, you know, I, I remember talking to people about, you know, certain policy issues that are like, oh, well, they said they're going to do this, they said they're going to do this. And I'm like, so, uh, and, you know, you can say like, you know, well, this has been, you know, this is actually in progress or this has been done. And then people are like, oh, I never knew this. But, you know, again, I, I don't want to put that onus on the people because it's like, you know, we should do a better job of communicating with people even when we're not trying to get elected. Even when, you know, it's not an or it's always an election year, but when we're not, you know, asking them for something, you know. So I think that that's, that's, that would be, you know, um, a good step in the right direction where, you know, we're uh, just, you know, communicating with uh, residents, uh, you know, in our respective cities just to even if it's to update them. Hey, good news. I just wanted to let you know that we have announced a plan to which, for example, like uh, the city just announced today, we just announced a plan to, um, I don't know, uh, 
Oh, the thing they didn't announce today was they were going to uh, use smart technology downtown to uh, the parking meters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that you don't oh, have yeah. to, yeah. So yeah. you don't have to, because ha- that's something that like a lot of people complained about forever. Because Cleveland, you know, we we're, we're a little behind on that. But you know now, or not now, but like you know, once uh, they put out their uh, RFP, the request for proposals for a vendor, and the vendor comes in, they're going to install this technology so that you don't have to like go downtown with like a pocket full of quarters. So like you know things like that. Like I know that's like not a kitchen table issue for some people, but like something like that. Like hey, just good news. Like we just want to let you know we're making progress or we've done this. So the stuff like that people remember yeah, though. They do. They exactly. remember shit like that. They really exactly. Like, so you said you mentioned a couple of things here, mm-hmm. and I kind of liken them to like first. When you mm-hmm. talk about the uh, the election and then after the mm-hmm. election, you, you hear a lot of like fighters talk about it's easy to win a title. Mm-hmm. Defending your title mm-hmm. is what's the hard mm-hmm. thing. That's what makes a real real champion. Mm-hmm. And what you're talking about, this, it, it decides like that. You're great. You won the election. Now you got to defend your win. Mm-hmm. You got to defend your win with with progress, with results, and with information that they can do. The other thing, we, and we, I, I think the parking meter thing is actually a fantastic. Mm-hmm example you almost have to treat you almost have to treat voters the way that amazon treats them Mm. we're going to make this as simple as possible for Mm -hmm. you regardless of what anyone feels about amazon Mm -hmm. i could order something and it might be here in an hour it very well could people love that shit Mm -hmm. exactly (laughs) you almost have to treat politics uh, similar to that Mm -hmm. like you're not sure and that's again why the bib thing is so brilliant it's i'm gonna make it real simple Mm -hmm. click that link and you can check Everything that I talked about, because mm-hmm. no one wants to be like, was this done? Was it? What, this article says it was. Ah, whatever. I can't forget it. Mm-hmm. And that's where the apathy kicks in, because unfortunately, with every passing year, we get more apathetic, and we have a shorter attention span, and we, we need the information immediately, mm-hmm. or we forget, or stop caring, or move on. Or, in a political realm, you start saying like, "What's he done for me? What's mm-hmm. she done for me?" Mm-hmm. And usually, it is something you just don't know where to find the information. Exactly. It's. God, it's a, it's a, it's an ever evolve. I understand politics is a business, and it's an ever evolving yeah. business where it's mm-hmm. almost like, how are you going to get your constituents, your voters, your customers mm-hmm. to better understand what you're actually doing? Mm-hmm. I do not envy you, sir. No, it's, it's a, <laughs> uh, like I said before, it's, it's a thankless job. It, yeah. it really, you know, uh, you well, know, especially a lot of, you. I mean, you're a behind the scenes oh, guy. Yeah. They, oh yeah, you know, and I appreciate that. But you, it's, it's like, yeah, you know, like. The grassroots organizers that you that you guys see, the boots on the ground, the people who, you know, for example, fought to, um, you know, get the city to, you know, start, you know, uh, public comment so that you can like make public comments at council meetings. Yeah. Something, you know, as, as, as simple as that, like, you know, people, they don't get their roses the people they don't get their flowers you know so you know the people who are behind the scenes and i'm not just talking about i'm not talking about myself uh, necessarily i'm talking about people in general like we have a lot of people a lot of advocates who are really doing a lot of great work and i really wish that we could just really amplify that and because you know like they're they're doing amazing jobs i want to amplify whoever was giving jeb bush that advice Uh, I assume he is not in politics anymore. That shit didn't work. I get what you're saying though. That, that, mm-hmm. That's a it's a big machine. It's a machine. You know, yeah. any time like, when you think about like the the Clinton campaign, mm-hmm. I mean, the amount of people that are contributing to that mm-hmm. on an hourly basis, as far mm-hmm. as promoting, taking donations, working in those centers, you know, like mm-hmm. boots on the ground. I mean, just you know, getting things in front. I mean, that's that is it is. It's kind of a thankless job. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think it's an intentionally thankless job. Mm-hmm. I just think it's so big it is. that oh, yeah. you just can't really 
I mean, how can you really put a, put a like a, like gauge how much everyone did on anything? Everyone probably did a lot of work, but there's oh, yeah. so many people involved to kind of get one person mm-hmm. to where you know you kind of want them to be. Oh yeah, that's, uh, that's nutty to really another. That's another one. It that, is. That's kind of hard to kind of wrap your head around. It right? is like it, what what goes into that. It is because you know it's like you know uh, when you when you decide that you want to get into this, uh, you know you realize that you're trying to. Um, you are fighting for and you are advocating for something that is bigger than yourself and oh, something that, true. oh yeah something and something that and so you have to be able to like kind of put that to the side and know like hey you know what like if i am successful in this uh in this mission i probably won't get any credit people won't even know you know but at least it got done and that's all that i care about so that's that that that's a lot of what it you know it's 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 again it's a thankless job, but it's a necessary one. What about you? Would you mm. ever want to go to the the front of the go to the head of the stage and uh, and start kind of like to, like running for some type of office, whether it be local or, or what are your thoughts on that? So, um, you know, I personally do not see a route for myself in the sense that like something that I would ultimately want to do. Um, you know, and and that's just because. You know, state house is it's it's a little bit frustrating right now just because gerrymandering has like you know really destroyed the state of Ohio politically, to the point where I just you know and I, I give a lot of credit to um, you know our uh, you know state reps and state senators um, and our Democratic ones in Ohio because you know they've they've gerrymandered the state so badly that you know they have a super majority and that it's very difficult to you know, get your agenda passed. They say it's really difficult to get, you know, to, 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 to do things that you want to do, to, to, you know, get your legislative priorities addressed. So, you know, I just feel like I can see myself getting, you know, uh, you know, disgruntled with that. So I, I just want to shout them out for the great work that they're doing and, you know, uh, hoping that they stay, you know, strong and uh, in that regard. But, you know, me personally, I really like being behind the scenes. I really like, you know, just, uh, you know, working with people once they get into office to, you know, Further their goals and uh, or further their goals and their uh, positive visions for you know the city or state or whatever office they're uh, representing and you know just going from there. But if, if the opportunity presented itself and there was an office, um, I don't know what that office could look like now. Um, but if it, if it were there, um, I guess I could do it. But in the meantime, I'm I'm really content just kind of being in the background and just working behind the scenes and just getting stuff done like that. Hey. Uh, Good answer and very valid, mm-hmm. especially in terms of all the things we've discussed about mm-hmm. what goes into that life. Mm-hmm. I mean, forget the presidential side, even like on the local level, mm-hmm. I mean, that the the amount of exposure you're giving yourself, you know, to the mm-hmm. public, to the people, to your competitors, whatever you want to call it. I mm-hmm. mean, that that's again, that's a different. It's just something that most of us don't understand, and most of us mm-hmm. would turn down. If someone actually laid out, like you really think about somebody like an, like just go kind of mid, mm-hmm. like on the governmental side, like mm-hmm. a, like a, for a governor, a governor to be a governor. Mm-hmm. If someone laid out like, hey, you know what? If you win and you have a really good chance of winning, this is what you and your family's life is gonna yeah. look like. You gotta think about that. I mean, yeah. you know, I know they know it's going to change. Mm-hmm. I know they know there's gonna be an impact. But what if you could really lay out exactly what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. People are gonna follow your kids at school. People are gonna, you know, badger your kids at school mm-hmm. if they don't agree with you because they can't get to you. Mm-hmm. That's terrifying. It really, really is. Oh yeah, it <sighs> is. It's it's yeah. That, that's true. To, yeah, like yeah. You know because. 
I remember when, yeah, when I was a kid, you know, my politics just took after, you know, my parents. So, like, you know, if your yeah. parents are, like, you know, very uh, pro this and very anti that, and then, you know, like, you're, you know, you see your classmate and they're, like, parent is, like, the mayor or something, and they're on the other side, you kind of look at them like, you know, like a little, like, a, that's, they're, they're, like, not good people because of what, you know, what my parents have been saying. They're, yeah. So, yes, yeah, it's, it's tough. That's tough. What about, uh, I mean, I think the term they call it is kind of reaching across the aisle, but when mm-hmm. you're dealing with somebody that's, you know, on the other side of the political spectrum. So it's it's almost, begun, and we've talked a lot about, like, you know, kind of the divisiveness, but if we're going to kind of get out of where we are, mm-hmm. there has to be some type of, you know, cordial, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it, discussion and trying to find, you know, uh, a common ground. Is that something that, well, one, I, it doesn't seem like that's something you really struggle with if you had mm-hmm. to talk to somebody that was, you know, on the conservative right. side. But do you, is that something that you have struggled with or can struggle with? Or or, or, or other people come to you and say, I mm-hmm. can't do this. I can't talk to someone yeah. that's, it's almost become taboo to talk to someone that's different than you mm-hmm. in, on the political field. Like, 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 what are your, what are your kind of responses to that? You know, um, I remember, uh, when I first started my job, uh, you know, I, I had a meeting uh, with somebody who asked me how I could uh, get, how I would try to, uh, you know, convince a Republican legislator to do X, Y, Z. And I gave my answer, and it clearly was something that maybe would work with Democrats, because I'm always around Democrats and everything like that. And they gave me some very sound advice that, you know, like, uh, you know, they could tell that I'm primarily, you know, used to working with Democrats. And they said that, you know, um, Something that they told me that kind of stuck was that, you know, like you can appeal to the social value side and the social gain and you'll get some Democrats who will fall, who, who, who will who will work with you on that. But when it works, when it comes to, um, you know, getting uh, Republicans on your side, you have to appeal to the economic impact. Yeah. So, well, how does this going to affect their bottom line? So if you can find a way that, you know, what you ultimately want to do how it's going to have a positive economic uh, impact on the, you know, you know, on their lives and on their constituents' lives, then they'll say, okay, we can work together. So it's all about finding that, like, it, it's 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 a difficult, it's e- it's way way easier said than done. Oh, for but, sure, for um, sure, for sure. Yeah. You know, you you kind of do have to find that level of uh, commonality, and it's like, you know, um, if you can find a way where the social benefit. And the economic, uh, the positive economic uh, impact can go hand in hand and they can, you know, be married together. Then you have something that you can actually get done and you can have some, you know, uh, reach across the aisle and some unity efforts to really uh, move whatever uh, bill you have forward. Is that a little, do you think it's a little easier on the local level to do that? So it's, it's, so. um, And rightfully so, you have said the word community. 20 times and that, no and, and mm-hmm. i mean that as a compliment mm-hmm. like, like oh, yeah. when i mm-hmm. hear that it's because you're 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 actually thinking you're thinking mm-hmm. about the community you're not thinking about you know my side or this mm-hmm. it sounds like you're talking about the whole because you understand that there are going to be people that don't agree with you but oh, yeah. we all have to live together we all need to live exactly. together i think uh, ultimately yeah. we all want to mm-hmm. and you're you're very focused on what it's going to do for the neighborhood for the city mm-hmm. for the state which i think is great Mm-hmm. You know, it, it it takes the it takes the 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 kind of divisiveness kind of out of it. So I, I oh, like yeah. your focus on that. Sure, yeah, th- I appreciate that because again, like I said, you know, 
I, I, I want to see the work done. Yeah. Um, you know, whether it's a Republican initiative or Democratic initiative, I want to see the work done. Um, just with a lot of the things that I, you know, that I'd like to see done uh, to move the community forward, whether it be local, state, or even federal level. Um, you know, a lot of the times, uh, you know, Democrat, more, or you know, all the times that you know Democrats have, you know, played the role in making it happen, facilitating that, and have seen eye to eye with me on this. But you know, it's on the local side. It's a little. It's a, it's an interesting situation because um, we're in Cuyahoga County, where like uh, at least you go to uh, city of Cleveland. Um, everyone on council is a Democrat. Uh, you know, every, uh, every, the whole council is like kind of one party. Uh, you have some uh, Republicans on the county side, but um, it, it seems that you know, and I, I haven't uh, you know um, gone too much in the county uh, council politics, but it, it seems like they work. They have a great working relationship together, and that they are able to kind of reach across the aisle and make that happen. Um, but you know, it's 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 definitely. It's, it's, it's definitely difficult, but I, again, I think that, you know, that a lot of the hyper-partisan um, stuff, you're going to see more on the national side just because of how much uh, people kind of stoke the flames on a national level when you turn on, you know, like we said, the, you know, uh, the media and everything like that. Whereas when you're on the local side, it's kind of like, we just want to fill these potholes. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. we just want our schools to be better. So, or, you know, like, you know, so like, it's a little bit, you know, it's a little bit different. What do you think are Ohio's biggest problems? Um, you know, I think uh, one of Ohio's biggest problems is outside of the Browns. I'm sorry, uh, I'm about to cry. <laughs> I'm about to cry. Like, I mean, like, the, I, I, I just want to take one second Go. to just say <laughs> that there's no reason we should not be four and zero right now. We we should be four and zero. Wow. And the fact that we're not, it's it's the the Jets game still haunts me. Um, I will say that. Like, I I still don't know how that happened um i legitimately was driving i was listening to the game me and mm -hmm. my buddy we were driving home mm -hmm. from uh uh louisville mm. so we were driving home on a sunday we we're at a music festival nice okay you know, and uh we did what i assume most people did that were listening to it mm -hmm. two minutes ago two touchdowns we turned it off exactly and then people were leaving the game it was like an hour before we realized what happened because mm -hmm. i was googling something and i was like Okay, that that's not right. Right, and then I read and I was like, nah, it's all right. on my phone. They lost, <laughs> and my buddy's driving. He's like, what do you mean they lost? They can't. There's no way they lost. They're up two touchdowns. If there was a minute, they have no timeouts. to go. The Jets have no timeouts. How did they yeah. lose? I'm like, I'm looking. No, they lost. <laughs> and he, honestly, I thought he was just gonna pull over. And just, <laughs> he's like, I hate, I hate, I hate this. Right. It's like it's lit. I, I remember seeing – I read an article. Um, they were talking about uh, the, the Chubb touchdown yeah. where they said he should have gone down. And oh, like, everyone can leave that dude alone. Leave him alone. <laughs> I know. I was so mad. Like, it was – the article said Chubb scores game-losing touchdown. And I was like, what? Oh, come on, man. everyone that thought that. Yeah, it's like, what? I mean, come on, man. Like, they have no timeouts. It was like a minute 55 left. They were up 13 points. And I will say this, though. When, uh, when the kicker missed that kick – um, and then the announcer said, um, you know, oh, that could prove to be, uh, you know, that could prove to be a problem in the future. I don't know why, but I just had this Cleveland pessimism just kind of come around me. And when I was that like, happens, if you've ever, if, when, when you've been in the city for this long, mm -hmm. you've watched as many games as we have. As soon as we miss a field goal at an extra point, you're like, mm -hmm. ah, that's going to come into play later. <laughs> I yeah, don't know where. Exactly. As soon as he missed that extra point, I was like, oh, and then the announcer said, I'm like, oh God, this can't happen. Right. I'm like, there's no way. There's no way. No. Yeah. And then they drove downfield. 
They drove downfield. They kicked the um, onside kick. And then once I saw it bounce, I think it was off Amari of Cooper's hands, I was like, I almost threw up. I was like, there's no way. I'm like, there's no. And it says, the Jets have the ball. And I'm like, there's no way. No. Oh, my God. Yeah. I was like, okay, but they still have to get a touchdown. And they get the touchdown. It's like. If Chubb had knelt down, the mm. articles just would have been led, why did he not go yeah. in for the touchdown? Yeah, exactly. That, that's just. It's easy to Monday morning case. quarterback. Quite frankly. That. Yeah. Uh, if he decided he's like, I want to take over for Mayor Bibb, he'd have a very good chance, like today. Yeah. He could lead like, a recall yeah. in a win. <laughs> he's got to be like the probably the most popular. Like everyone loves Nick Chubb. Oh, he's beloved. There's nothing bad beloved. you can say about Nick Chubb. No, such a good. That's the guy you want in your on your team and in your city. Mm-hmm. He's just a good guy. Keeps his head down. He's like, I just you know, soft spoken. Exactly. I don't talk stuff. Pretty I just awesome want to at football. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just want to win games. How are we taking this amazing situation and putting this on him? Exactly. Ugh. No. Yeah. Sorry. Problems in Ohio. Uh, exactly. Right. But yeah, the problems <laughs> in Ohio. You know, I think one. Um. You know, again, this is, I'm going to put on my young black Democrats hat for a second, Go. and I'm. I'm going to allude to something I said earlier about talent retention. Um, I feel like, you know, so I went to Ohio University. Um, a lot of my friends uh, who I went to uh, college with, were people who went to other colleges, you know, they graduated. Um, they would go get their master's. They would go do whatever. But then when it came to getting a job, they all felt like, oh, okay, well, now it's time to go. Like they had to leave Ohio because they could not find, you know, something that they wanted to do at the, you know, salary that they want, that they, they believe that they should have yep. here in Ohio. So they're like, okay, so I have to go to Pennsylvania. So I have to go to, uh, I, do, I have to go to Pittsburgh. I have to go to Atlanta. I have to go to uh, New York. I have to go to wherever, you know? So one, I would say retaining talent. Um, I remember, uh, I can't remember his, his actual, the policy, but I remember uh, when Joe Schiavone, uh, now a judge in Mahoning uh, County, I believe, um, was running for governor in 2018. He had a plan. I wish I could remember exactly what it was, but it was a plan to, uh, you know, keep young people, incentivize young people to, uh, you know, remain in Ohio and it gave them some sort of incentive to purchase a home here that they were going to be living in. And it, it was a great plan. I wish I could remember off the top of my head. But things like that, it's like, how do we keep, like, it, it should, the, the, um, the, the perception should not be that if I really want to thrive, I got to go. This has come up. Two different times with two different people in really? two different industries. Oh wow, interesting. Okay. Most recently, uh, the, uh, a buddy of mine, he's he's been a guest on here. His name's Mike Went, but mm-hmm. he, he works with like the the Cleveland Film Festival. Nice. Okay. Um, you wouldn't know he's one of the nicest, coolest, sweetest guys you've ever met. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't know by looking at him because he's just an unassuming, just chill, relaxed guy. Mm-hmm. This is the guy that the Avengers had to call to film in Cleveland. Oh wow. Yeah. Like oh, that's really cool. That's how connected he is. But okay. he was talking about something similar. Mm-hmm. It's about talent retention because one yeah. of the things that's happened in the last 10 or so years is that everyone's like, oh, we don't have to film in New York and California. Mm-hmm. One, it's way too expensive. I was about to say, yeah. Mm-hmm. And all these other places are open to letting us do this and mm-hmm. we can make it work for a lot cheaper. Mm-hmm. He's like, but there's infrastructure that still need to be built for mm-hmm. this. And this is just specifically for the film industry, but it's it's another example of kind of what you're talking about because the people that work in the film industry in Cleveland always have to kind of scatter. They're mm-hmm. very seasonal. Mm-hmm. He's like, if we can build that infrastructure, and a lot of it mm-hmm. is at the governmental level to a lot of tax breaks and a lot mm-hmm. of other things that I don't fully understand. Mm-hmm. Um but he's like, that's a big one. Because then we can keep all those people that work behind the scenes in the movies. They could stay here. Stay, yeah. Because we can do more. Because we'll have an infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Right now, we don't have that. Um, other uh, other 
maybe even two other people have said something similar in their industry. Uh-huh. It's that it's retention. Uh-huh. It's not that they move altogether, but they uh-huh. will leave to go do work outside because yeah. it's just not it's not as as robust in Ohio it's not. yet. That's a, I'm I'm glad you mentioned mm-hmm. that because it's a, been a common theme. Yeah, and I think you know again, like I think that you know something that could really um, be a step in the right direction is kind of developing. Uh, you know, our identity here, like, you know, like whether this is like, you know, whether we could build the infrastructure to become like that, like, you know, uh, hub for, you know, arts and, um, you know, film uh, here in Ohio. I know that when, um, we kind of have it, you know, we, like, we kind of do. We, we do. Cl- yes. Playhouse mm-hmm. Square. It's the second yeah. largest uh, 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 art play. Uh, <laughs> obviously, I'm not going to get the terms right. Uh, but um, for for uh, a place, it's the second oh, largest mm-hmm. one in mm-hmm. the country. Yeah, we actually kind of have it built. We're mm-hmm. just we need the rest. You hey, know, t- yeah. And I think we can expand on that, and that could really Huge. like you know because so then like Cleveland is not like oh that's like Cleveland is the you know arts and culture like hub of America or one of them right you know I remember when Mayor Bibb uh, was first running how he wanted to like kind of bring you know like he wanted to like kind of make Cleveland get more involved in like you know whether it be cybersecurity or in the tech industry yes so but you know because if, if you bring like you know we have Intel coming to Columbus if you bring like you know cybersecurity and like other uh, you know uh, companies here to Cleveland or invest in and in, in, in settle down in Ohio then we get that identity and it brings jobs then people are like well i don't actually have to move to north carolina i can get a job here because there's like a plethora of options and tech companies are leaving the states that they've been in for the last 20 years Mm -hmm. because the taxes are so high Mm -hmm. so yeah that's another great example Mm -hmm. there's a lot there's a lot of opportunity the only thing i don't want i don't want cleveland because this could happen I don't want Cleveland to turn into Nashville or Austin. Mm. Become where, too expensive? Yes. Yeah. yeah <laughs> it's the thing mm-hmm. that's so amazing about it. The mm-hmm. last time I was, I was just thinking about this earlier today. Mm-hmm. The last time that I was in Nashville, uh, I was in an Uber from mm-hmm. the airport. And the Uber driver was like, so did you move here or are you visiting? And I'm like, I'm just visiting. He's like, thank God. He's like, too many, he's like, people are ruining this city. They, they hate, are not they happy. They hate people coming in. They're not happy about it. Oh, They're yeah. like, Nashville was our city. Mm-hmm. 20,000 people move here every single month now. Mm-hmm. Rent, everything is astronomical mm-hmm. now. And he's like, point, we're on the highways, like looking to left and right. Mm-hmm. There were high rises going up everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like apartments, new, everything. He's just like, I hate it. Oh, I was yeah. born and raised here. And you guys, and he's like, look at him like, I'm like, He's like, you guys are ruining it. I'm like, I just told you I wasn't moving. I'm, here. I'm not moving here. So, so that's stop not blaming me. me and just right. drop me off. <laughs> right. I, I, I'm just here for a concert. I just want to get to my destination. But like, like Austin's the same yeah. way. And Austin, I love both those cities. It's Atlanta too. Yeah. It, Atlanta's mm-hmm. another yeah. one. It's mm-hmm. it's turned in. Atlanta's another beautiful city. Mm-hmm. Amazing. It's it's one. It's an underrated city. There's it a is, lot yeah. of a lot of cities like that. that mm-hmm. It, but it's turning into that because mm-hmm. everyone's fleeing the New Yorks and the Californias, yeah, they're like, oh, and they're, they're setting here. up shop. And then, and then, yeah, because yeah, it's, so, like, it's so great here. Like, yeah. I'm gonna stay here. Then they're like, wow, the city's amazing. Like, yeah, we know. We were trying to keep it to ourselves. And, You're right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I, I worry because I do now. think mm-hmm. that Cleveland has mm-hmm. an opportunity to become that. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping everyone gets scared away by the weather. But that's, yeah, that's yeah. Because <laughs> everyone's just like, how cold is it? Getting? I'm like, it really don't come here. It really cold. You'll hate it. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. it's like thirteen months a year. Oh yeah, and they're like, doesn't make sense. Like it doesn't have to make sense. Doesn't ma- yeah, Cleveland doesn't make sense. Yeah, we have four weathers. In, we have four different uh, seasons in one week. Yeah, we have fourteen months. Explain that. Yeah, and twelve yeah. are winter. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that's that's mm-hmm. every. I completely agree with everything you said because it can because uh, mm-hmm. Ohio has that. Ohio has a lot of underdeveloped yeah. real estate to be it does. Most of Ohio is rural. Yeah. Outside mm-hmm. of like you know Akron, Cleveland, Columbus, Cincinnati, mm-hmm. Toledo, maybe. Mm-hmm. 
it's just it's pretty underdeveloped. So there's room too. Oh yeah. There's room in those cities too. I feel like the outside perception of people who are not from Ohio is that that we are all like from like cornfields. Yeah, and only like eighty percent of us are. Exactly. Yeah. It's like <laughs> <laughs> they're like, oh yeah, you guys like live in cornfield. Like you live you, on, ever... <laughs> you live on a farm, and I'm like. I live in Cleveland. It's far from that, but yeah. uh, okay. I have internet. Yeah, yeah, I have internet. Have you ever been to like a neighboring state and found out? Like, I was in West mm-hmm. Virginia. I went whitewater rafting. They mm-hmm. hate us. Do they? Oh my god! Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, wow. They're just like you guys from Ohio hillbillies. I'm like easy. West right. I'm Virginia. like, wait, hold on. Right. I'm like, come on now. But that Pop was like, I was like, right. I was like, I'm blown away by this. Yeah. These guys think we're hillbillies. Yeah. Man, I have no idea what people really think about us. Yeah. But I was also just like, maybe they won't move here. Exactly. So there you go. <laughs> Yeah, two things I've always heard about Ohio is that one, they think that we're all cornfields, and two, they think the capital is Cleveland. That is true. Mm-hmm. Everyone does think the capital yeah, is Cleveland. They do, and I understand it. Yes. <laughs> People are like what's what's Columbus, and I'm like, no offense to Columbus, but you know, they're, they're yeah. like, nah. but yeah. yeah, they're like, yeah, it's where we, yeah, it's where the Buckeyes play. That's Exa- about yeah. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's for, yeah. in a way. <laughs> Name any other landmark. Yeah. Ohio State is like ninety percent of Columbus, so it's like yeah, yeah, it is, it is for sure, it is for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, that's fun. I I do love that because I do. There's so much opportunity for Ohio. There is. I think Cleveland specifically too. Mm-hmm. Cleveland's also accessible. It's very it is. Yeah. like we're in Lakewood right now, but mm-hmm. I can get into downtown in ten minutes with no problem. Oh yeah, that's not like other cities. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's incredibly all those neighboring communities like mm-hmm. you know the the Tremonts and Ohio cities and Lakewood. Mm-hmm. It's not hard to get into the city if you want to get into the city. And they're all just... That's what I love about it so Mm -hmm. much. I I really, really do. Oh, man. Yeah, I could go on and on about that. I really I I love Cleveland. So, I I mean, I'm here for it. (laughs) Oh, I do too. I I, I, I am Mm -hmm. for sure. You think you're a lifer? I'm a lifer. Something crazy. Unless something crazy happens, I'm a lifer. Same. I'm the same way. I I just... I really like the community. I really like... I mean, I like Ohio, to be honest. Me too. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. I like all the stuff. Like, every time I visit another city Mm and, uh, you know, I'm just like, I like all this, but... And it's a great place to visit. Like, I like visiting in New York. I do. Yeah. I would lose my mind if I lived there. Oh, no. Six months? Oh, my God. I'd be throwing rocks at people. Exactly. I I wouldn't be able to do that. (laughs) Exactly. I'd be like, why are you all... Why is everyone on the highway right now? It's a highway. We should be going faster. Right. I hate that. Stand still trap. I I could not be in a highway. No, I'd never Mm -hmm. be able to do that. Even like other ones, like Boston. I like Boston Mm -hmm. a lot. Yeah. But even then, beautiful like it, city. Oh yeah, it's a, that's a great one. But mm-hmm. it's also one of those. It's kind of big city, but has a bit of a small city feel. Mm-hmm. But still has some of the things. Mm-hmm. Like obviously, the cost of living is out there. Like yeah. it's like a five hundred foot studio. It's like thirty eight hundred a month. I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you are you kidding me? And they'll say it so casually, like. What do you think it was? Yeah, it's be? a really good deal. Yeah, that's, like, that's no, a, it's like, not. It's not five. I could buy a city block in Cleveland. <laughs> right, exactly. I could buy, I could buy whole land. Like no, you know what I could get for thirty hundred dollars a month in Cleveland? I could have a a, a mansion. And you, yeah, you actually could. Yes. yes. And they're just like, well, it's Cleveland. I'm like, you know what? Then don't come. Exa- yeah. Go, don't you don't know, ruin this. I'm glad me. you think that. Don't yeah. come here. Don't Do come, come gentrify our state. It's so, also very city. very cold. So, mm-hmm. People not like it. Exactly. So next couple year, I mean, you're. A young guy, and and you're a young guy. You already got a lot of experience in this realm. Thank you, thank you. So, where do you like? Like, where do you see? I, I know you don't want to go out front. Mm-hmm. At least not right now. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm not ruling out that that could be something that could change. Because honestly, you have a lot of things that I think would be great for a thank candidate you. that people would relate to, thank especially you, in you. a city like Cleveland, who very much gets behind and supports its own. Mm-hmm. But 
what are you looking at in terms of like the next like say like five years like like what do you do you got obviously I know you have goals and aspirations mm-hmm. but what are your what do you want to say that you've gotten done in the next couple of years like where do you see it so you know in the next uh, next three five years you know I I so as cliche corny as it sounds I really want to be able to first say that I'm making an impact um, you know again like I'm trying to build I'm trying to help build something that's going to outlast me. And that's why I take a lot of pride, a lot of pride in like, you know, my volunteer work, nonprofit work and everything like that, because I just really want, again, going back to what we talked about a little bit earlier about, uh, you know, how, what people think about Cleveland, but what people think about Ohio, like, I love the city of Cleveland. Yeah. You know, um, when I went to OU, like, you know, when we go to the, like the bar, like, or we just hang out, like the, the running joke for, with all my, with all my friends, they would be like, you know, everyone has to take a drink whenever Brian mentions Cleveland. So anytime if Brian mentions Cleveland, we all have to drink. Be crippled. Yes, exa- yes. <laughs> Needless to say, people were stumbling out the bar. Yeah. But uh, but you know, like I, so, I want I want everyone, to, I want people to be able to view Cleveland in the same light that I view it, and and look at it and like you know as, as as amazing as I look at it. So like you know, whatever I can do to really be you know in the trenches and the fabrics of just developing Cleveland to like you know the full potential that I think that it has, you know, whatever role that make that leads to for me. I would take that. But as far as politically goes, I don't necessarily think that I want to run for office in the uh, near future. However, um, I do like, you know, I like being in the background. I like, uh, you know, working um, in the uh, advocacy space, um, whether it be, you know, just continuing in like kind of like government relations roles yeah. and, uh, you know, just, uh, you know, working with that and cultivating those relationships. Um, you know, I, I, I'm, I, I enjoy that. And just, you know, being able to make sure that I'm useful and that I'm, you know, helping, you know, build something that's going to be, you know, last forever. So you probably don't even realize that you did this, but (laughs) we talked a little bit ago about a presidential comment being about forward thinking and past. Mm -hmm. You just you gave your what you wanted to do was all about community. Mm. Which is why I think that you'd be good for office. I appreciate that. I, I really I mean, do. That was your, your answer was, I hope that it's beyond. That was the first mm-hmm. thing I think you said. Mm-hmm. I hope that that I can build something that's beyond me. That mm-hmm. is a selfless answer. And Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank God. And unfortunately, it's kind of what we need in the kind of mm-hmm. community leaders, whether it be just in Cleveland and Ohio mm-hmm. or in the US. It's something that is greatly, greatly needed. And the best part about it, you didn't even realize you said it. <laughs> that's just the naturally that's the way you think. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. You know, you asked me that question, I'd be like, oh my God, I'd like to be so rich. That, right, that, and yeah. I would like I would mm-hmm. just like I you'd hear I a lot. Mm-hmm. I and me and Joe mm-hmm. and Yeah, a bad answer. (laughs) A bad answer. You'd you'd be like, oh, you shouldn't run for office. Or maybe you should. Joe, you would fit in in a lot of presidential. I remember um, when I was in uh, in college, uh, one of my policy teachers told me that there are only two reasons uh, people get into politics. They say, neither of which actually applies to me, but uh, they say people either get into politics because, one, um, they have a lot of money. So the natural next course is to get into politics, or two, they want to get a lot of money, so they go into politics. I mean, those are pretty accurate, <laughs> uh, at least again for, from yeah. like you know, kind of like a, a casual observer that 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 kind of because like if you have the money, then you want that they think the politics comes with the influence. Then if mm-hmm. you have money and influence, exactly, then you, ooh man, sky's kind of the limit. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So you literally be kind of become untouchable. Yeah, or you can, you know. 
get some money. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, I understand and don't understand there's a lot of ways to do that. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, I have the money, so I now just want the power, or you get the power so that you can get the money. It's like, you know, that's kind of how a lot of people look at it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, I, I can't really express how much I enjoyed this. I've enjoyed this. This is a great conversation. Uh, I really, really, I do. I, I think and we'll keep talking are... too. So it's like you know. Oh yeah, for sure. For offline, sure, for we'll sure. keep talking and everything. No, yeah. I do. I oh, do. Yeah. I actually have things I, I didn't want to ask you while we were <laughs> uh, only because I'll well, I'll explain later. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is I've I've always enjoyed stuff like this because mm-hmm. you get to talk to different people in the city doing different things. I think yours is. I, I love talking to comics and musicians mm-hmm. and artists, actors and fighters. I think mm-hmm. it's awesome. I mm-hmm. do. You know, when I talk to someone like you and Aurelio Diaz is another one mm-hmm. who is the city councilman in Mansfield, mm-hmm. it, it gives me a look. And honestly, it kind of makes me think about my it kind of makes me think about Lakewood, my mm-hmm. community. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I don't I really love it here. I do a lot. I think it's great. Um, but then I worry about myself because I don't know the things that I should know, like the things mm-hmm. that I was talking about. About mm-hmm. not understanding who my leaders are. Like I know mm-hmm. who the mayor is. Right. I know who the governor, but I don't I, I think that's something in, in that's mm-hmm. I think a fault on myself. I think that's mm-hmm. a fault on my community leaders. Mm-hmm. That I don't know more about what's mm-hmm. going on with my community. Mm-hmm. I like looking outside and I feel safe and it's clean. That's great. Right. But you know, when we're talking about like I have things in Lakewood that I don't like mm-hmm. in terms of and like community things, like mm-hmm. progress and what's going on with that freaking big crater over here like are we gonna <laughs> you know we were gonna build a, a center there and then COVID yeah. happened i understand that but mm-hmm. is it gonna happen what's gonna happen now yeah, yeah. i mean <laughs> or am i just throwing trash in that thing right like, i mean what <laughs> mm-hmm. it, it, it makes me think about those things and i i don't i don't think that's a bad thing at all mm-hmm. i think uh these conversations and meeting people like you should make mm-hmm. people like me want to know more about what's going on at the local level mm-hmm. and uh that's what you did I appreciate so, that, man. I appreciate Thank it. I, I do, man. I re- anyone that takes the time out of coming here to kind of talk about the things they do, and, yeah. and I, I certainly hope you enjoy just you know kind of, you know, talking about yourself. Even though mm. you don't strike me as a guy that likes talking about yourself. <laughs> um, but this is it's important for people to know these things. It is, yeah. I'm glad I came across your profile. Super glad that right, you came you. in. It was really cool meeting you. Thank you. And can I just say one last thing sure. before I head up, man? Of course. So one, I just want to again thank you because it's not every day that you can be on uh, the number one uh, local podcast court in Cleveland scene. So you know, I just want to thank Joe. I just want to thank you for you know allowing me to be on here to just have this conversation with you because I I know I might you know I'm not. I'm not. I might not be as entertaining as you know someone who might be a musician or someone who's going to be telling you jokes to be a comedian. But you know, I do think there's a lot of valuable information that you know I would love to share with people. Just like you know the conversation that we've talked about. You know, agree. We have what I think it's 33 days until election day. Uh, October 11th is the last day to register to vote. So I just want to urge everyone to check their status and make sure if they've moved their um, if they've moved that they update their uh, address so that they're going to be re- eligible and registered to vote. And that they can cast their ballot in this November election because there's a lot at stake. There's a whole lot at stake. And I'm not going to tell you who to vote for. But, um, you know, I just hope that you do participate in the democratic process and, you know, utilize your right to vote. And, again, once you get them, once people get in office, it's still on us. You know, we are, you know, we're not just a community informed. uh, We're not just a community of informed people. We're a community of leaders. So, you know, we have to be able to lead in our own capacities and we have to be able to expect more out of our politicians. We have to be able to hold their feet to the fire when necessary. So please make sure that you just continue to realize that politics is not over on Election Day. 
I'm in this fight with you. If you ever need to reach out to me, please do so. Um, thank you guys again for having me. Hey, thank you. And I do want to say uh -huh. the only reason that I got voted number one is because I have good guests. No mm. one cares what I'm talking about. <laughs> I have good, cool I do, Joe. <laughs> Cleveland people that come on here. That's what helped. That that yeah. is, you know. Mm -hmm. Been able to grow it. You're what? Episode one sixty seven? There we go. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll be one sixty seven wow. or one sixty eight. Wow. Somewhere around there. Longevity. Um, but it's because of that. Because, mm -hmm. you know, someone's gonna uh when I reach out to somebody tomorrow and ask them to come on, they're going to come and they're going to look at the past guests, and mm -hmm. that's why they come on. Mm -hmm. They don't come on because I've reached out to them. They come on because they've seen mm -hmm. the guests that have come on mm -hmm. here. That's what's helped me. you got some me. great people on here. I mean, I've, honestly, I've had some awesome people oh, on I here. Oh, I know. Oh, yeah. You know, I've had people on here that have become friends of mine, which I never that's thought awesome. I would make a friend after 40. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's I me, be friend, my wife, Joe. and my Can dogs. I be your friend, Joe? Hey, right. We're, we're, there we go. 100%. I mean, people, I've talked, I talked to three past guests today. There you go. Just about other mm -hmm. stuff, you know. Mm -hmm. um, I do also, and as you're saying that, then I want to make mm -hmm. sure that we talk about where everyone can find your stuff. Mm -hmm. I do want to give a quick shout out to uh, uh, Michael Sutton and Kenny Phillips. They were past guests. Mm -hmm. They were, I don't know if you are familiar with their story, mm -hmm. but they were uh, recently exonerated uh, after 15 mm -hmm. years in prison. Mm -hmm. um, they came on a couple of months ago after they got involved with the Innocence Project. Uh, they had okay. been, they were kids, 17, 18 years old, that had been in jail mm -hmm. for 15 years. Uh, I believe one of the other policemen came forward and just said there's something wrong with this case from mm -hmm. the people that worked it years ago. They got out, and they have been recently been exonerated. So oh, wow. They are That's out incredible. living their lives now. Two really, really good dudes. That's and incredible. from Akron. You know, they were Akron guys, too. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, they were down. They were at Akron U. And, okay. Uh, I came across them, and they came on a couple months back, a year back. I can't remember when. But uh, their their journey's done. So congrats to them. That's Congratulations. actually oh, yeah. I talked to Mike today. He actually reached out, and mm -hmm. I was really happy to have him back on to talk about mm -hmm. what the next steps is for them. Mm -hmm. And um, definitely thank you for the number one vote. I do appreciate that with Scene mm -hmm. Magazine. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's it. Where can everybody find your stuff? Oh, yeah. So you can find me on um, Instagram. Uh, it's at Views from the Sigs. I changed it to that uh, when I was in college and Drake's album came out. I know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it's Views from the Sigs. Uh, Twitter uh, is at uh, Sigs World. My last name is Sigurds, so I incorporate it into everything. Um, look me up on Facebook, I guess, Brian Sigurds. Um, but I love to connect with people. If you uh, you know want to learn more, if you disagree with me, you want to have a conversation, I'm, I welcome that as well. So, you know, whatever it is, I, you know, I'd love to connect with people. So please reach out. That's it, man. I do Perfect. appreciate it, man. It was Thank awesome, you so much, man. Awesome meeting you. Glad you came too. Mm -hmm. All right. Thanks. All right. Thank you, guys.